Okay. Hey, everybody. It is the Salt Lake Sit Down, episode 39. I've got Joe from ProudMasculine.com on with me. Joe and I met here uh, probably not quite a year ago, uh, probably about nine months ago. We met, well, at least where I first heard and got to meet Joe was on Modern Life's John's show, uh, Dude Party. That's where I first uh, heard and met Joe. And we've kind of dialogued back and forth on the couple of shows that I was on. Uh, John's got a very rigorous schedule. Uh, he's got a lot of guests that want to be on the show. And a lot of times when he does it, he does it at times that I know for me can be kind of conflicting for me. And I know that if you're not kind of first in line, you ain't getting on because that's how popular John's show is. And so there's been times he sent me links that I just either was way too late that he was already done or I just, there was enough of a, of a, a waiting line that it's like, hey man, I got things to do and I respect what John's doing. And so I never got on. So Joe and I only got to really kind of converse a, a very small handful of times while on the show. But uh, we both are mutuals on Twitter and we've kind of dialogued behind the scenes a little bit here and there. And I know, what was it, last week we actually uh, talked on Zoom for a while, about an hour or so, wasn't it? Yeah, just, good hour. Yeah, you know, just kind of, feel, you know, checking each other out, feeling each other out, so to speak, seeing what we had in common, what we don't, if we could actually stand us or if we're going to look at each other and go, God, that's a miserable son of a bitch. Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> exactly. Figured out, you know, that, yeah, no, Joe and I are on the same page in a lot of places. We have a lot of, uh, a lot of similar experiences, a lot of uh, similar background, even though we definitely have uh, lived and grown up in different parts of the country. Mm. Uh, a lot of, a lot of similar takes when it comes to some of the total buffoonery and asininity that we see on, on Twitter in particular. That's like, are you fucking kidding me, you guys? So, you know, I was like hitting Joe up saying, we, we need to do a live stream. We, we need to we need to school some of the boys in the locker room about some of the things yeah. that go on. That there's a lot of shit that I see going on that it's like, guys, stop doing that. Just just stop. Yeah, just Let it go. You, you don't need to you don't need to do some of the dumb shit you're doing. The girls aren't impressed. And you know what? Neither are the guys. So. <laughs> No so more. I wanted to bring Joe on. Uh, I figured he would have a lot of insight to bring to my group of guys. I see Atham's already here. I know Red Crusader said he was going to be popping back in in a while. He's obviously doing some things. So Joe, what do you got to say, bud? What 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 do you? How are you doing? What's been going on with you? I'm nursing myself back to health currently. You already know about that. But, so uh, so was it appendicitis or no? It's colitis. No. Ah. I've have, I was diagnosed with that in 08, and it's really it, it's really a non-issue for a large majority mm -hmm. of my life. It's that there's certain things that inflame stress, and when I eat like shit, and uh, it just so happens I've been eating a lot of shit, dealing with a bunch of stress, and that's it, just dealing with life. I'm not saying woe is me. It's just some shit. No, that it, it's just yeah, it's just life. Shit that I've, I've been having to deal with that I honestly is become more stressful because I put the shit off instead of dealing with how it should be. And it, you know how that goes. Oh yeah. And, uh, so anyway, it was a scare because I'd never had that kind of pain 
involved pool. And the doctor, like, scared the shit out of me. So he's like, you better get to the emergency room stat. Like, your appendix is about to go. I'm like, fuck. So, you know, I rushed to the emergency room and they did the scans and the tests and the blood and all that crap. And it's just my colitis flaring. <laughs> Basically, it's it's not the end of the world as you know it. It's just a minor hurdle to get through again. Yeah, it's a couple days long event where it flares up and it just hurts. And that's that. It puts you on some antibiotics. It simmers down. I mean, I can usually see the signs coming months out. I start losing weight, lose energy. You know, I start, you know, there's some other symptoms that are involved that I can kind of see, okay, I got to correct. I just didn't pay attention. Because it was all there. It was all there. I could notice my strength in the gym and jujitsu, like wearing out really fast on the mat. And uh, like the gym, not being able to hang long, like not being able to finish these difficult workouts. They're going to be hard. I mean, I don't usually do easy shit. But it's kind of like once you build up endurance, you can still do it while you're tired. Like, you know. And uh, I'm like, I would just have to tap out workouts. And um, it's it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal at all. But it does need attention when it gets to this. Well, it sounds like it to me. And it's funny when you bring up that you saw the signs, but you basically, more or less, you chose to ignore them. Yeah, and because I'm just dealing with all this other shit. I'm like, I don't have time to pay attention to what's going on right now. And then I'm thinking, maybe because, you know, my days have been full and long, starting early and ending late, maybe that's why I'm experiencing more fatigue than I typically would. I'm not getting the right rest and I'm eating like shit, eating on the go, like eating out of taco trucks and shit. I love the taco trucks. Let me just (laughs) tell you that. Oh yeah, there's nothing wrong with taco trucks. (laughs) The junkier and the greasier, the better. And the less people who speak English, the better. When I got to point to the picture, that's my place right there. (laughs) When they don't understand you, you don't understand them, but you go, that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's when you know it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You might necessarily know what the fuck it is, but it's going to be really good. Uh, sometimes you don't want to know what it is. That's no. that's what I've learned. It's like, what what's in that? No, nah, no, nah, never mind. I'll I'll pass. Just feed it to me. It's good. Yeah, so okay. yeah, you don't want to know that. That's like I remember when I learned back when I was probably in college, and I learned what actually goes into hot dogs. Mm. And I was just like, oh man, you just fucking killed it for me for hot dogs. Because as a kid, I loved hot dogs. And, and it was like, this is one of those things that, you know, I'm not eating them every day for, you know, three meals a day type of thing, but I ate them fairly often. And after that, it was like, I, I, I just can't eat these now because I know what I'm eating. And it's like, I just ruined it for me because hot dogs taste good. So yeah, I get it. But uh, going back to the things that you, you see and you know, and you either attribute it to something else or you you just ignore it all together that totally reminds me and i know guys have done this and it's because you know in hindsight hindsight is always 2020 but you we see guys on in the manosphere or on twitter whatever you want to call it these days and they talk about like vetting your women and doing this and doing that and they're trying to have all these contingencies against getting hurt, getting fucked over, having shit go south. And I remember with my ex-girlfriend that again with the hindsight is 2020 thing, the signs were all there, you know, that when she finally dropped the bombshell on me and and was like, 
you know, I, I'm I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. And I realized she'd packed all of her shit up the whole nine yards. I mean, she was ready to load it and go right then and there. Right. She at least had the the decency, the guts, the nerve to actually wait till I got home before she actually left. And yeah, initially it was a complete, you know, it was right out of left field is what it seemed like. But the more I thought about it over the the coming days and the coming weeks, it really wasn't that big of a surprise because there were signs. There were indicators. There were things that, oh, and I even had kind of thought about them back then when I first noticed it, but then chose to, no, 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 you're reading into it or no, 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 that's not what it is. And so you rationalize it and you go about your merry way. And the the thing, I guess the big point that I want to bring up about this, why, why it's important to me is number one, you're not going to be able to plan for any and all contingencies. Something is always going to come up out of somewhere, out of left field that you didn't see coming. And the only thing you can do is deal with it when it hits you. Most people that I have found, what when they worry about whatever it is, whether it's worrying about their women, worrying about their finances, worrying about their health, whatever it is, whatever you tend to worry about tends not to be the thing that fucks you up. It's going to be something that you never even saw it coming for real. It's not turning a blind eye per se. You just, it came out of left field. Uh, a good example is uh, a young guy and his wife going out to dinner one night. And I don't know if they were on their way home or on their way out to wherever they were going. Well, they got hit head on by a drunk driver and it killed her and it fucked him up. Okay. Do you think they were worrying about that shit? You know, like he'd been, God, I got to worry about drunk drivers. No, that that wasn't the case. And now he's having to deal with the aftermath. The fact that, yeah, your your wife's dead, dude. And, you know, and that's a terrible thing. You're dealing with rehabilitation, being able to get back on your feet. And you're also having to deal with the fact that you're now a single father raising children. Mm-hmm. Something that you never even really crossed your mind. Okay. And it's, it's no different than anything else. Uh, I can think of the shit my mom used to worry about. And none of that shit ever came to fruition, but she ended up getting ovarian cancer, which ultimately was what led to her death, okay? And she wasn't thinking about ovarian cancer until she went in because she was having some other issues. And so they did a, 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 not an MRI, they did like a CAT scan and found a dark spot basically down in her ovaries. And the doctor was like, well, I don't know for certain, but that sure as hell looks like cancer to me. You need to have that checked out. So she did, and voila, stage four ovarian cancer. Not something she was planning on or worrying about or thinking about. She was more, if it came to fear of death issues, she was more paranoid someone was going to break into the house and like rob her and kill her. Right. And it's like she was more worried about shit like that than the fact that, oh, your death is actually inside your own body doing its thing already. And so... The point is, you can plan and and have all kinds of things, but there is no safety net in life. There's really not. And the shit you tend to worry about is usually, not always, but usually is not going to be the thing that does you in. It's going to be ovarian cancer out of left field. It's going to be, you know, the drunk driver that you just happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. You know, it's going to have nothing to do with... Well, I just didn't vet well enough. You know, mm-hmm. I, I didn't know. 
you didn't know because either you didn't want to see it in some cases, like in my case, or sometimes, not to shit on women because I love them, but sometimes women can hide things just like guys can. And you may run into someone, I think it's very rare, but you can run into someone that is very good at deception and very good at masquerading and masking their real intentions. And until you've had enough experience and have dealt with that, you'll have no idea when it's coming. And so you can't, you kind of can't plan for, well, I know what a BPD girl looks like. No, you don't. A BPD girl looks just like every other girl on the street until you start analyzing her behavior. But that means you've got to get involved with her. That means you've got to put in some time with her and that's what it takes. And that unfortunately, by the time you figure it out, she may already have her hooks in you. Or to be in BPD is hiding the shit. Exactly. That's really what I mean. Well. They're, they're masters. They're masters of that. The, the, the true BPD girls, <clears throat> true narcissistic men, because we throw those terms around a lot. Loosely. BPD, right. at, yeah, very loosely. That uh, according to the Twitter sphere, every other woman is BPD and at least one third of men are fucking narcissists. And I'm looking at it going, uh, no, I, I don't think you understand what those terms mean. It's like That's somebody who's never dealt with a real narcissist or a borderline personality disorder woman. Yeah. Until you have, you may think you have, but until you have, you haven't dealt with one. And both the narcissist and the the borderline personality disorder chick, they are masters at what they do. They are really good at what they do. And usually by the time you get yourself untangled from them, you're half insane yourself because you think you're nuts because they've convinced you that you're nuts. Fucking right. You know, and and, and that's and that's really the only way that, you know, you know, that when a guy goes, oh, I think I ran into a BPD girl. It's like, no, no, you didn't. Yeah, because that that BPD. Yeah, he gets a shit test. Oh, she's BPD. She BPD me. Yeah, she said no. And she she's been doing this. And it's like, no, dude, that's not it. When you come out of it thinking you're the nut job and that your world, you know, your worldview is incorrect and she's right, then, then yeah, you might be dealing with BPD. It's, it's they're fine. masters. They are masters at what they do. Uh, they do it for survival. I'm not saying that they're evil, bad people because I don't believe they are. They're just, they are what they are. But to see them bandying the words around and throwing them around every other sentence, it's like... I don't think you understand what those terms really mean. Just like even when women throw around narcissistic male and it's like, uh, yeah, no, you, you're dating a douche and you're dating a selfish asshole. Sure. But that's not a narcissist. It's like, no, no, the narcissist will have you crying in a bucket and slitting your own wrists by the time he's done with you. Oh yeah. Like, you know, now you're not dealing with a real narcissist. You're just dealing with selfish asshole. Well, there's a flip side to the BPD and a narcissist. Is the person tolerating that shit? Oh, you the know, codependent, like, the enablers. Yep. Yes, because they don't drop it like a bomb. It's nope. given oh, to no. you in increments yep. over time. Yep. Like, you know, death by a thousand cuts. Yes. And um, at some point, your fucking radar goes off. Like something is not right. This ain't adding up. That ain't adding up. Like I know for sure I didn't say that. I know for sure I didn't do this. Yep. And uh, at some point, we, I, whoever chooses to ignore that. And stick around because they feel like uh, you know this is they can't do better or whatever the case may be. Yeah, whatever the reasoning is. I got this much time invested, da da da. 
Oh yeah, the sunken cost policy. You bet. Yes. So there's a responsibility from that other person too, to when they recognize these things. And you know, you're absolutely right. A real narcissist, real borderline personality disorder. You're not gonna know that you've been fucking hit until after the fact. Really long after, because immediately after the breakup or the big boom, you thinking how, how much, like you trying to analyze everything you did wrong. Like, why did I do this? Yeah, why? I'm the asshole. I'm the fuck. Yeah. yeah. You're blaming yourself and, and saying, man, I should have just vetted better. I should have done more chores, whatever, whatever bullshit it is. You put it on yourself initially until, and it can take years sometimes for you to really unravel it all and realize, you know what? No, I wasn't the asshole here. They yeah. were. And and it's not playing the victim. It's not, woe is me. You just realize you just got your ass handed to you by a master. That's what happened. And you didn't even know it. And that's what, that's what makes them a master is the fact that it's, it's seamless. You don't even notice it because it is drip fed to you. And, and you think, you know, at the end of the day, the ultimate end result is you do think it's you, that you're the problem, you're the reason why they're not happy, whatever it may be. And you can't, you can't plan for a narcissist. You can't plan for a BPD. The only thing that you can plan for is, are they out there? Yes. Do they exist? Absolutely. Will you see them coming? Probably not, because they've been doing this their whole lives. They've done it from the time they were little. They were literally, in my opinion, they were born this way. Yeah. And that's why treatment and whatnot, there is no cure for it. You know, there's ways to manage it, but there is no cure for it. And so you're dealing with someone who's been lying basically their entire lives. And they believe their own lies that if you hooked them up to lie detectors and truth serums and all that other bullshit, they'd pass with flying colors because they believe their own bullshit 100%. And oh, yeah. so, you know, how are you supposed to go up against someone that's had 20 plus years of living it every day when you learned about it, you know, bare minimum, at least when it comes to, I guess, some credibility, you studied it in school. You learned about some of the symptoms. You saw some of the signs. Worst case is you, you read a tweet on Twitter. You know, oh, I, this guy says this is what a BPD is. And I'm like, that, you idiots, you have no idea what you're talking about. No, that's just I, you being a dumbass. That's it. Yeah, that's it. That's exactly it. I was going to say, from what the way you're talking about things, Joe, sounds like you've met a BPD. I know I have. It's like, oh, yeah, they'll fuck you up. You know, and and I don't hold it against them because it it's like they can't help it. It's like it's just who they are. I have no pity for them. I don't want them in my life because they're destroying my life. But I don't necessarily like look at them and think they're evil and bad. It's like no, they're just doing they're doing what they feel they need to do to survive. And if the shoe was on the other foot, would I do it the same way or not? Hard to say. It depends on, again, life experiences and all of that. That, well, fuck, that could easily be me for all I know. So I don't fault them, but they're not nearly as common as the Twitterverse would make you think they are. No. And, and speaking of the Twitterverse, guys out there, and Joe as well, today is January 3rd, 2021. It is currently uh, 1227 my time, Mountain Standard Time. It's 127 Joe's time. Joe, are you crushing it yet, dude? 
considering it's the new year, you only got like 362 days left in the year. Are you crushing it? Dude, I've taken like 100 cold showers already. I've sung my asshole three times a day, so that's nine times so far. Yeah. It's not I've colitis, eaten... it's your asshole complaint. Yeah, I needed to fucking sun my asshole. And <laughs> I've eaten 200 pounds of beef liver and done over 10,000 push-ups. So oh, I'm dude. crushing it. And I'm you are absolutely it. crushing it. In and fact, I'm, you're passionately crushing it. I'm crushing it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so passionate about it, too. Yeah, passionate about crushing it with 200 pounds of liver. Yeah. Oh, my God. That, see, that's another one of my favorite things that I uh, that I was bitching about right at the right at the New Year's Eve that I had tweeted about it. And you and I talked a little bit about it behind the scenes. Or you were like, we need to bring this up, so I'm bringing it up now. <laughs> I did a tweet on New Year's Eve, and it stems from when I went to work. Now, my industry, I'm in the secure document destruction industry, which is a fancy way of saying I go around and pick up people's paper that has uh, personal information or some kind of sensitive information on it, and I shred it. That's what I do. I destroy it. Okay. Now, it's not the most physically demanding job in the world, but it is a physically demanding job. It's definitely a younger man's job. I know I don't want to do it forever. I don't know if my body could tolerate it forever. Anyway, I get to work and most of the people that work at my job are men. Well, I, I won't say they're men, they're guys. Okay. There's a difference. They have penises. Well, yes, they, they have penises. Every one of them has a penis. I'll, I'll go that far. Okay. The only females that work in the bu building are administrative. Okay. Everyone else that does the hard, heavy lifting, it's all guys. So we, we have every morning before we go out and prep the trucks and start our day and, and go out and do our jobs, we have a little kind of like a huddle. It's a stretch circle where we stretch and, and get ourselves limbered up for the day. Okay. And while we're there, we'll talk about different safety topics and different things that need to be brought up to everybody. It's kind of like a little group huddle, only we're not hugging. Okay. Anyway, so we're doing our little huddle. We're stretching and talking about other shit. And one of the dumbasses that I work with brings it up. Well, guys, you know, today's New Year's Eve. Make sure you're safe, you know, on route today because it was kind of shitty weather. There was a little bit of rain slash snow. So watch your speed, watch your following distance, break early, all that kind of stuff, which that I get that. It's like, well, yeah, it's a good to have that reminder that, hey, you're out there in these big ass trucks that don't stop on a dime. Uh, take it easy while you're out driving around. Realize visibility is reduced both for you and everyone else on the road. All that shit. I get it. But then they brought up, you know, but tonight, you know, when you guys get back and go home, you know, don't drink and drive and don't drink too much, you know, make sure you stay hydrated. And I'm sitting there and it irritated the hell out of me. And, yeah. and I even said it at work. I was like, you know what? Shut up. I'll do what I want. Yeah, you when know? I hit the fucking clock, shut yeah. up. Yeah, exactly. My What I do on my time is none of your concern. It's none of your business. And the last thing I need, I don't need a woman telling me what to do, mother henning me as I call it, because my mom before she died that that's something she was always really good about, she always knew how to mother hen and just drive me fucking crazy Okay, which is why our relationship was never really super strong especially when I became an adult because it's like, you know what I rebelled when I was young and had all the answers, knew it all, you know, I'm 18 and I, I know everything 
But then even as I got older, I realized, yeah, I don't know everything, but I know a lot more than she does. And I'm tired of her trying to tell me how to live my life. And so I would tell her, you know, lay off the advice. I didn't ask for it. I didn't want it. I don't need it. I think I've got this figured out. I don't live with you and haven't for years and years and years. I think I'm doing just fine the way I'm doing it. So mind your own. And I've said those words to her to one effect or another. And she never got it. My dad understood it, but she never did. But as unattractive as that is to me, having a woman playing mother to you, I've never understood that mother-son dynamic that I see some relationships have. To me, that is cringy and it's creepy as fuck when I see a woman mothering her boyfriend or her husband. I've I've never understood that, that it's like, how, how can you tolerate that as a man? Because... A woman tries to mother me. I, I mean, I get it. A woman wants to care for you. She brings you a drink. She fixes a meal and 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 sits it down in front of you. So I you understand the dynamic. That's a woman instinctually, the mother instinct. Yeah, and, and I get it, but I don't need her wiping my face and wiping my ass. You know, that it's like, look, it's one thing that you want to do it to show that you care for me. It's another where it's like, it's almost like you don't think I'm competent enough to do these things for myself. You know, that's where I guess the difference is because I've I've seen the caring I, I want to be the nurturer that I think most women have. I've seen that and I have no problem with that. But it's the it's when it kind of goes to the next level and it's like how a woman would treat her kid. And it's like, yeah, duh, fuck that shit. You know, I, I'm not your child. You're not my mother. I already have one of those. I don't need another one. Lay off that shit. But it's even more unattractive, in my opinion, to not only, you know, see women doing it to men, but to seeing another man doing it to a man. And that's what my work guys were doing to me. Their mother hitting me, you know, make sure you drink plenty of water and don't, if you're going to go out, wear a mask and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you know what? Shut up. I'll do what I want. And so I came home hot and had to tweet about it. And I even did another tweet, which actually got some pretty good responses to it uh, as far as uh, uh, engagement. As I said, I'm gonna, another thing I'm going to do tonight that's going to agitate everybody is I'm going to fuck my girl without a rubber. And, and it did. It actually, a couple of guys got all agitated because they're like, well, you know, uh, we'll see in nine months when you're a dad. Or, you know, and I'm just like, here we go. I was like, you guys fucking fell for the I fucking put it out there and you fucking took it, you idiots. You mother hen and motherfuckers. Yeah, that's Shut right. Up. Exactly. Well, and even on New Year's Eve night, somebody tagged me after I tweeted that shit. Somebody fucking mentioned me. So, of course, it shows up in my notifications. And there was some guy, some health guru, fitness looking dude, because he's, you know, all jacked and shredded in his photo. And he's doing the same thing, telling guys, you know, instead of going out and getting all fucked up tonight, how about you guys do something different, like call it a night early and get your eight hours of sleep so you can get up and crush it. And I was like, Jesus fucking Christ, we can't even have one day. One fucking day? Give me one day where I can sleep in, motherfucker. <laughs> you're, you're wanting me to, to not even have New Year's Eve night and New Year's Day. You're not even giving me one fucking day off where... Dude, go go get fucked up if that's what you want. Sleep till two in the afternoon, whatever. Wake up hungover. Who gives a fuck? No, this guy was, yeah, how about you guys be different and not go out and drink and go to bed at nine o'clock and get up at four in the morning and drink your pot of black coffee. And I'm just like, not even one fucking day. Oh my God, you guys, oh, you are miserable sons of bitches. I'm telling you what. <laughs>
Twitter is, and I think all social media is yeah. rampant with that shit. Oh, totally. Well, well, you know, I've been, here's, here's an interesting thing. There's, there's a few guys that I respect a lot on Twitter. Uh, one guy, uh, and I'll say his name cause I really respect him. Ed Lattimore. He literally wrote the book on how to deal with Twitter. It's called right. engagement is the new cocaine. Okay. I have it. It's a great book. If you're into marketing and you want to grow your Twitter following for whatever reason, Ed Lattimore wrote the book guys and it's legit. Right. Okay, but it's funny because Ed Lattimore is Ed Lattimore, and nobody can be Ed Lattimore except Ed Lattimore. But I've seen other guys that are that they've obviously bought his book because they're doing the exact thing that he talks about, but they're not they're not injecting themselves into it, and so they look like little Ed Lattimore clones, is what they look like, and they're doing a poor job of it because they're not Ed Lattimore. Okay, and that's where I'm looking at it going, you fuckers don't get it. And, and the same with other guys that deal in like marketing, advertising, persuasion. I see these guys because that's a field that I've studied for 30 years. I've always been interested in advertising and in persuasion and all of those kind of things. And the, the best persuaders, the ones who really bring in the bucks, the ones who really get the girls, the ones who get the the positions of power, uh, like the political guys, you know, the politicians. And I'm not talking about political Twitter, about dipshits talking about lizard people on Twitter. I'm talking about bona fide politicians here. Whether you like them or not, they have handlers and they know what they're doing to some degree, especially when it comes to persuasion. Okay. And the biggest thing that I've learned about persuasion, if you want to be really good at it, you want it to be so seamless that your audience, your target market, whoever it is, whatever buzz term you want to use, you want them to one, not even realize that you're persuading them. So it's basically seamless and invisible. And ideally, you want them to think it was their idea. You want them because then they kind of become self-reinforcing or self-policing at that point. You've done your job. Now they'll take over from there and continue whatever path you were setting them on. And they'll have no conscious recognition of it. They won't know that you're trying to persuade them, okay? And I see all these so-called persuader marketing guys and they're, they're using cudgels and hammers trying to get their message across. And to me, at least, it's really transparent and it's really amateur. It's really well, it's not, amateur. That's not persuasion. No, it's, it's not. Feeding. Well, it's force feeding. It's potentially it's a, it's potentially coercion, which not saying coercion doesn't work. There are times when coercion works very well. Someone puts a gun to your head and tells you, you know, open the fucking safe. You're probably going to comply. Sure. Okay? But that's coercion. All right. It's different, but more guys need to be using scalpels when they make their cuts versus trying to beat it, you know, tenderize it with a sledgehammer. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the part that absolutely kills me when I see these so-called gurus that are talking their game. And I'm thinking, dude, the only people that I can imagine this works on are the truly stupid. Because anyone with half a brain is going to be like, wow, you're totally condescending. You're, you're totally talking down to me. Yeah. You're using guilt and shame, which I, I'm on the lookout for that one. Anytime I hear 
as a real man or as a man, that's the qualifier to them saying whatever their argument is, which is obviously weak because the argument can't stand on its own because now they're going to throw the guilt and shame at you. To guilt, silence. shame, and comparison game. Yes. That's chick tactics, man. Oh, it is. And, and that is that we do live in a feminized society. Totally. We totally live in a, 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 a feminized society with that. But it, it just, it kind of kills me when I see some of these guys that, you know, they've got their gumroad course or they've got whatever it is, their, their master's class in whatever, but they're using guilt and shame and they're, they're swinging hammers and cudgels when it's like, you guys need to be using scalpels for this. Light cuts, tiny cuts, man. Well, you don't need to be beating people over the head with your message. No, and typically the most authentic message, not typically, this is a fucking certainty, that the most authentic messages come through when that so-called guru or whoever is actually walking the walk. Yeah. You don't have to force it. You just no, put it the out message there. stands by itself. The message stands by itself. And it comes across charismatic and authentic. It doesn't come across as uh, shaming you for what you're not and what you should be doing based on, you know, whatever their opinion is. And, and I got to disagree with you with that. Only the dumb will fall for that. Okay. There's also a market uh, demographic is the desperate. Oh, you know what? You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Yep. The I desperate. agree with you there. I agree with you there. Yeah, you're, you're right. These guys are sinking man, and they're just looking for something to grab on to. And these people who are uh, cudgeling, hammering their fucking message, know that. They know they have these people out here that are sinking. You know what? It's funny. You, I was talking to someone else about this because there's another guy. His primary tactic besides guilt and shame is he likes to shit on his customer base, basically. I'm I'm the winner. You're a fucking loser, basically, to kind of nutshell it. I told this guy to do this four months ago and he didn't now he's here and uh you know if he'd have just listened and i know everything and you know scaring people into believing him mm -hmm. yeah but the the thing that was interesting when i thought about this this particular individual who likes to shit on his actual clients and customers and he likes to shit on his potential clients and customers which for me is a huge turnoff that like when I see what he's doing, I'm like, obviously it works. It is a it is a psychological principle that works that if you make someone feel bad, they will buy and they will probably buy from you. But at least for me, it's like, oh no, if, if I if I feel bad, it's like, fuck you. Well, it depends I'm, I'm on what kind of state of mind. You. Are you in a healthy state of mind where Yeah. Sales emotion sells. So if you get somebody in a healthy state of mind and they know that they don't tolerate, you know, the negativity and the guilt and the bullshit, um, they know when they're being shamed into something and they want anything to do with that. Like, they, motherfucker, who, like, you're going to try to make me feel bad? Whereas if you add a good feeling of value to their lives, they'll buy the shit. Yeah. Now, when you get somebody who's already feeling like shit about themselves. No, you're right. And then, then you make them feel that, worse. That, it like, amplifies. Oh, I'm fucking up again. I'm fucking up if I don't pay attention to this guy and buy shit. Yeah. And it's, no, you know. you're you're absolutely right. But I consider that that I guess tactic or that style or whatever you want to call it. To me, it's kind of predatory. 
It is predator. That was the first and, thing and, that came to mind. And and that's that's why I mean, I'm not I I am not the morality police. I am far from it. You know, to each their own. And if that's what works for you, and that's what you need to do, the the you know you're going to you're going to attract the buyers you want type of thing. You're going to get the clientele you want. They're going to get the guru they deserve. All of that kind of stuff. So to me, I, I it's not about a morality, but I've never I've never liked predatory tactics. I, whether I'm the buyer and you're trying to sell me and you use those kind of tactics on me, I'll definitely turn away then. But even if it was me offering something that it's like, you know, I, I don't want to shit on a guy to to get him to want to listen to what I have to say. I, I would actually rather take him and try to build him up and make him feel better about himself, at least yeah. on some level that everyone at some point or damn near everyone. I mean, there are probably a handful of tr truly worthless human beings out there. But I would say the majority of people do have something redeeming about them. You may have to dig deep to find it, but it's there. And so I would rather, you know, pick the guy up and dust him off a little bit. And yeah, if he wants to go back and set himself on fire, then that's on him. But at least initially it's like, hey man, you know, you don't have to burn if you don't want to. Right. And here's what's helped me. Here's what worked for me. And it may or may not work for you. Try it out, see what you think. And, and then let them go. And if they want to burn some more, well then fuck it, let them burn. But if they, they start figuring it out, it's like, oh, okay, cool. But I don't feel the need to be predatory about it. It's like, I don't need to pounce on you to find you in a weakened state to, ah, here's my, I, he's vulnerable. Let's take this guy. You know, I, I just, I, I've, I've never liked that tactic. That's why I've always kind of had fascination, but aversion to like cults and other things of that same kind of thing that even like cults, they're not dumb people. Most of them are very intelligent, they're but it's desperate. tactics. Yeah, they're desperate. They're looking for some kind of an answer, some kind of meaning, and they found someone that exploited that. And and that, I have a, I have a hard time with that. It's like, oh man, no. Meaning and belonging, the lost people. <laughs> and uh, there's a lot of lost men out there. Oh, Especially yeah. nowadays, walking around with their head up their ass because, <laughs> and it's not even all their fault. No, yeah, I mean, no. Like, some of the guys out here screw them up mm, even more. Then they, they come out of this fucking twenty-year marriage. Like I did everything. I went to work. I did the fucking chores like she asked, and uh, I didn't pressure her for sex, and I didn't fuck her mouth, you know, when I wanted to, and because she said she didn't like that, and uh, I took the kids everywhere, and I did everything she wanted. Yeah. What do I? where did i go wrong i did everything the fucking disney script told me to do yeah and yeah and you bought the lies which is not entirely your fault because it's you grew up with it it's all you ever knew your parents that's all they ever knew so they force fed you the same diet that they had and so yeah and then when it fucking blows up in your face and you realize dude my whole fucking life was a lie mm -hmm. of course you're blown away you're sad, you're shocked, you're angry, you know, but the, the sad part to me is the the predators that exploit that. Well, then uh, that, there's an angry guy, let's bring him into the fold. Yeah. That's, that's the part where, I have an issue with. That's where the, uh, there's a certain fork in the road where a guy who's learned from his life experience and can go on, you know, when, when you start to red pill, is that a fucking noun or verb? Like, you can do it, right? So, do you red pill? <laughs> So you kind of, 
don't know. I hate the word, to be honest. Yeah, with you. I kind of hate it, too. You take the red pill, you absorb it, whatever the fuck happens. You, uh, you have reality slap you in the fucking face. Yes. Truth and reality. Yeah. And then there's uh, an intersection where you're either going to go fucking MGTOW because you're pissed off and bitter because you've been wronged, or you're just going to be like, okay, here's the truth. I'm going to fucking heal and move on, and I'm going to be on a better lookout moving forward. And yeah. I'm gonna make, I'm gonna do good with this information. Yeah, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do better with it. I'm gonna do the best I can with what I've learned. Yeah, I got this shit now. I understand better. Yeah. Now let's go fucking make some donuts with it. And yeah. then, <laughs> I uh, like that. <laughs> then, uh, then that's usually when these guys stumble into the space, and it's, and that's another thing. You either gonna catch on to the fucking, are you alpha or not? Or oh yeah, all the oh, terminology that's, shit. That's yeah. beta. Your purple build. Your beta and it's alpha to fucking not hold the door and yeah it's alpha don't lean in bro yeah, yeah that's that nonsense exactly don't look at her when she's talking that's a beta and yeah don't smile at her whatever you do smiling is fucking chump shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah if anything if she sends you nudes in your dms she's a low quality woman you need to block her yeah, right <laughs> Like, shit these guys come up with and i would get these uh like i've literally gotten messages with guys on a date like hey bro i just said uh i told her let's go to this you know location after the after dinner but she wants to go here if i if i accept that am i falling into her frame am i losing frame oh <laughs> my god just uh, fucking go dude shut up yeah, like do exactly. you understand uh, <laughs> oh Boy. yeah, that, that's a guy that's totally stepping on his own dick there. Dude, it's, yeah, if you're worried about your frame and being alpha, and, and you know, if I'm doing this, am I gonna lose face and frame with her? It, dude, no, that ain't it. You, you don't understand what we're talking about here. You don't get it yet. It's and she's gonna know. Trust me, she's gonna figure it out real quick and be like, "This guy doesn't get it." And and that's it, that's it's funny. I was talking with uh, Chest Rockwell and Jack on Red Evening, and we were talking. I don't remember if it was while we were still live or if it was uh, after the show. But he had mentioned how early on with uh, the Reddit uh, Red Pill Forum thing, the subreddit. Cause he's been a part of that forever and he was talking about even twitter years back that it was all about to to encapsulate it it was guys who got it and we've gone away from that to where the women you know women want guys who just get it mm-hmm. we've gone away from that whole thing that you have to take all of this knowledge all of these things all of these ideas and theories and principles and tactics and you name it you got to take all that stuff and you you encapsulate it and condense it down it's like taking a piece of coal and putting it under pressure and you get a diamond after a while but that's where you get it and and you don't think about alpha and beta and frame and is this blue pill red pill black pill purple pill white pill god pill green pill whatever it is you, you don't get lost in the granular of it you don't get caught up in the terminology you become a guy that just gets it and mm-hmm. you you're able to act literally on instinct that that when i see guys talk about shit tests 
I just shake my head and laugh and 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 guys that have talked to me they're like what what is your deal with shit tests I'm like to me personally shit tests don't exist okay it's just a conversation with a woman and she you may say oh well that was a shit test I don't care because my default answer or my default behavior is the term we call amused mastery I don't take anything they say seriously until I realize, oh, I need to take that seriously. But otherwise, anything else she says, it's, that's fucking cute. And I either ignore it altogether, just, I'm not even going to answer it. I just act like she, I didn't even hear her. Or I agree and amplify. I, I put it back to her to be like, look how absurd you're being, you know? But I don't sit there and go, oh my God, it's a shit test. I need to fucking text Joe and be like, Joe, bro, what do I do? <laughs> She just asked me. She just told me she don't like my shoes. Yeah. What do I do, man? What do I do here? Red, how are you, buddy? Red sings the blues is in the house. Uh, see, Bull Rush showed up. He's being passionate as usual. So is the He's passion. Crushing. Crushing. Oh, absolutely. Bull Rush crushes it all the time, man. He's a guy that's crushing it. I know Nick's crushing it. So, but it it kind of comes down to you have to take all of these things and you you the way I did it when I learn anything. If there's something I don't know and I realize, oh, I don't I don't know what that is. Well, then you you do your research, you do your homework, you start figuring out, well, what is this? And then for me, I break it down into its smallest components that works for me, that I understand it now. That oh, I need to do this, that, and the other. And and this isn't just about game and women. This is anything. I'll break it down to its smallest level for me. Some guys may have to go even deeper. Some guys may not have to go as deep. But I'll get it to where I understand it. I understand what it is. I understand how it works. And then I start chunking up to a level where, okay, here's where I can apply it and how this is ideally is going to work. And then you adapt and overcome because it's not always going to work. It's going to give you different results. You do the term that we call calibration, where you have to kind of dial certain things a certain direction. And every one that you deal with is going to be a little different. So you're going to be doing these little micro adjustments, but you don't think about it. You're not sitting there thinking about it. It's like driving a car. The very first time you get in a car, especially a stick shift, you're going to stall the fucker. You're going to roll it backwards, whatever. You're going to grind gears and you're you're taking your eyes off the road because you're looking down at the stick. All that kind of stuff. But you get six months or a year of driving in. You get some repetition. Next thing you know, you're driving. You're not even looking down at the gear shift. You got your radio on. You're shifting and you're looking out the windows and hills are no longer a problem. You haven't stalled the car out in months. And it, it's your default response. You, you're yep. reacting based on the thing like you can feel the engine jerking or you can hear the revs, you know, and you, you're reacting based on that. You don't have to pay. You don't have to put the shit under a microscope anymore. Right. It's default. Now you've, you've yeah, it's just it's part of your behavior now. It, it's who you are, and that's the term of you just get it, right? It, and, and here's the thing that a lot of guys don't want to hear. In order to get there, and going back to using women as the example, you can read all the 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 books on it and watch the DVDs and the videos and the courses on all the shit. You got to go fuck up. Well, you got to go out and talk to women. You're going to have to go out and fucking face-to-face talk to them. And then you're going to have to fuck up. That's it. That's the only way you're going to truly learn. 
you have and, to go get real-time feedback on what the fuck it is you're doing. Yep. And realize that, number one, maybe it is you. Maybe, you know, you said something you shouldn't have said. Maybe you got a little too exuberant. Maybe you were too stoic. You know, whatever it is, you have to calibrate that. But then you also have to consider maybe she's not interested and it has nothing to do with you. But you'll never know that until no, but you fucked up it. enough times. Yeah. But that's, but the only way, at least for me, when I was first learning how to talk to women and whatnot, because I was never really good at it when I was younger. The only way, what really got me there, that it didn't get rid of like approach anxiety, because that's still there. But what got me to where it didn't sting so bad was whether it's true or not, it's, it's my belief where I look at it and I go, maybe it's not me. Maybe she's just not interested. Well, and, and, and it has nothing thing. to do with me. In that instance, it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, exactly. Point. It's actually irrelevant. What matters is what are you going to do next? Or are yep. you going to accept that as just it is what it is? Yeah, and move right on, or do you let it? Do you dwell on it and it yeah. becomes Gucci? That's why I say, for me, I choose to use. Maybe it's not me, you know, because you're right; it is irrelevant. But because I choose to say eh, it's not about me, I can still learn from it because maybe it is. Maybe I said or did something that right. put her off. But on the other hand, I've had experiences where the woman herself one of the most poignant ones to me was meeting a girl that I thought was really cute. So I'm, I'm doing all the things I, I'm, I'm knocking it out of the park. She's even responding fairly positive to it. But then she goes, it's too bad. You're not black. Yeah. Yeah. She likes black guys and that's just how she's wired. That's her thing. Now, could have I pushed on and pressured and done all sorts of shit? Probably. And maybe I could have even convinced her or persuaded her or whatever. And it could have gone somewhere. But I'm also the guy that I'm lazy and I want I want the best results for the least amount of investment. Well, this girl just basically told me I'm not interested. Her excuse, whether it's valid or not, it doesn't matter. But to her, it was, you're not black. Oh, well, then that's not going to change any, you know, it doesn't matter unless, unless, I my, yeah, unless I change my skin color, then I'm in, but otherwise I'm, I'm not in. So fuck it, you know? And then it was, well, Hey, you know, at least I tried. And she's like, yeah, I, I just wish you were black. All right. Well, nice talking to you and away I went, but I didn't, I didn't beat myself up over it. I didn't feel bad about it. I didn't think what could have I done better because I realized oh, this one really wasn't about me. You know, it's not, it's not my fault. It's the fact that, well, she has a type, which even us guys, we may be the opportunistic uh, creatures that we are. And I believe we are opportunists. Okay. But even we have types. There are women that I know Joe for sure. And even myself, there are women that you're like, hell no, not a chance in hell. Am I going to go and talk to that or bang that? You're just like, no, uh-uh. there's other women. I, I'm not going to do that. And it could be because she's super tall or she's super fat or whatever it may be. Well, being that we are talking about women. Yeah. They do have more choice. They do oh, have yeah. more say so. Absolutely. And they're going to have, they're going to be, you know, for lack of better words, pickier. Oh, absolutely. And, yeah. and, <clears throat> and that's the reality and that's the life. Go ahead and talk about it. I'll be right back. I want to grab another beer. So keep talking. All right. You can leave it like that. I like oh, the background. Okay. All right. Well, I'll be right back. All right. Yeah. And that's, 
you know, one of the things that the, the guys who walk away from those interactions, uh, the primary emotional reaction is anger. Be pissed off about that and take that shit personal. No, you're not going to be every girl's cup of tea. And as far as I'm concerned, you know, if, if I'm with a, a girl or trying to get with a girl, if I'm approaching and they show no interest, like why, why would you want to bother with somebody who wants nothing to do with you? That just doesn't add up to why that equates to some men as like, I got to do more. I got to work harder. Like why would you have any interest in somebody who's not enthusiastic about just being with you and hanging out and wanting to fuck? Makes no sense to me. I don't know. Maybe leave in the chat your take on that. Or, and I know from experience as well that you can't determine like what kind of position a woman's going to be in from 10, one, 10 minute increment to the next. If that so i mean would for you to take something personal that she didn't respond well to like as if it was something you did that makes no sense to even uh now look don't get me wrong if you are going out there and repeating repeatedly failing and getting shot down you might want to take a look yep. but if you're approaching and you have one chick here and that it just isn't interested even though other shit may have worked so well 10 minutes before that, that chick could have said yes. Women swing through emotions so fucking frequently. Yes, I'd rather have an enthusiastic five than an indifferent eight all day long. A compliant, enthusiastic, I prefer at least a six. But, yeah. But I, I'll st- his point stands. Absolutely. The most and- attractive women I've ever met, because I love the whole scale, you know, I only bang nines and tens, brah, that yeah. kind of shit. My favorite thing to me is... And I and I know I've talked about it with Jack. I've, I've I think even you and I have touched on it, and and we're here with it. To me, the most attractive woman in the room is the one who is enthusiastic about me. That's, that's when you when you stepped away. That's what I said. Like, why would you even want to invest any time and energy thinking I could chick shooting you down or at any point in the interaction, whether it be uh, you in that moment approaching her or a six month thing that's going on, and that any point she uh, behaves as if she doesn't want to be with you anymore, why would you bother to want to be with someone who does not want to enthusiastically be a part of your life or be with you or see you or whatever? Amen. Amen. Right there. Why do you want to be with someone who doesn't want to be with you? Absolutely. And enthusiastic about it. Because mm-hmm. when I decide on that chick, especially if it goes into, you know, weeks and months long yeah. interactions, that the reason I want to see her is because I want to see her because I'm enthusiastic about it. And that's just it, because of the thing that's going on between us. It, there's no other reason. Yep. And when I when I don't, and I know from myself, when I don't want to see it, the effort's going to start waning. And even on my end, the mm-hmm. urgency to respond and be in touch and all is going to get less and less. And so... So why at that point would you want to fight harder? Like I don't. It's that sunken costing. It's that relational equity that we as guys, and even women sometimes get into it. As I, you know, I've seen women chase after guys that don't want them. But it's that it's that sunken fallacy, that sunken cost fallacy. I think it comes from a different place. I think well, I agree. Different it's different women. things, but the end result is the same. But they they cut. Yeah, they're coming from different areas. But I think uh, some of those areas too are uh, basically what we call scarcity. It's well, I you know I'm not gonna find someone else, or I'm I don't want to put the work in to start all over again. Well, I think that's some of it. For at least I know that's been my thing in the past when I was young. Yeah, definitely. 
and there's an element of that. Definitely scarcity. But I've been in the past where I've had a rotation, three checks, and one start pulling away, and it's like I'm darting after it, you know what I mean? Yep. Like trying to salvage it or whatever the fuck I thought I was trying to do, fix whatever the, uh, whatever I was trying to do, but even with two other chicks on the burner, you know what I mean? So it's, and I think it, uh, I think you can start getting more into like ego when it comes to that. Oh, absolutely. There's no way she could be pulling away from me. She was one of my ones who, if she pulled away, no way, no way. And there's no possible way any woman could be doing that to me or something like that. Yeah, something along those lines that definitely ego is part of it. Um, and it's funny, it kind of ties into what Red here, what Red Sings the Blues said. He said, in fact, it's just guys who want to be alpha, and instead of worshipping women, they worship a dude. And this was going back to the whole uh, conversation about uh, all the terminology, and and it ties really nicely into a tweet I did, I think it was last night. There was a thread that I was part of because of some guys I happened to follow, and they were congratulating a guy. It started off with a congratulations to a a particular individual that he's been changing and growing like over the last year. Now, this particular individual, I don't follow him. And the reason is, is because while the guy has some good insights, he tends to shit the bed more than he has anything that's useful, at least to me. And so he's kind of a time waster to me. I don't want to spend days going through his blogs and through his tweets to find the one nugget. Because even a broken clock is right twice a day. Right. But it was so funny because all these guys were congratulating this guy. You know, hey, you know, congratulations. You're doing a great job type of thing. And that guy came on and he was like, oh, you know, hey, thanks, guys. I appreciate it, you know. And then he turned right around and shit the bed, right in the same thread. He starts talking about shit that where all these guys that were complimenting him, now they're all of a sudden like, what are you getting at? You know, explain. And it just turned into this dumpster fire. And I'm just sitting here watching it and I'm like, this is why I don't follow this particular guy. Because he'll take a, he'll snatch, he'll snatch, he'll snatch defeat right out of the jaws of victory. You know, it's like, and then I realized, and that's one of the things. Glutton for punishment. Yeah, and and it and it fits exactly what read here. This this comment that I've got up on the screen. Okay, this guy supposedly is trying to get better with women and also help other guys get better with women. The truth is, and and I saw it. I've seen it before, but it took me a minute to figure out what was going on because something was off. And I realized what it is. He's really not here to get better with women, nor is he better. Is he here to help other guys get better with women? He's here to get better with dudes. He's here. He's signaling to guys is what he's doing. And that's what he was trying to do when he shit the bed. He was basically virtue signaling to these guys that had just congratulated. And it's just like, and now all of a sudden, you know, the pack of wolves start circling around him and start closing in for the kill. And I'm like, well, you got what you wanted, dude. Here they come. Glutton for punishment. Yeah, but he's he's more worried about how he looks to the guys than what actually works with the women that he claims that that's why he's here. And it's like, oh, you're doing exactly what this is, what Red Sings the Blues just said. He's doing the exact same thing. And I've noticed that, and you have to watch for it. 
uh, because there's going to be a lot of guys out there that will say, you know, yeah, I'm a dating coach or I'm this, I'm that, and I'm here to help you get better with the women. And okay, on, on the surface, that's what they seem to be about. But then you actually have to look at is what they're saying actually going to help you get better with the women or are they just signaling to other guys? Basically saying, look at me, I'm alpha like you, bro. You know, I'm an alpha too. You know, I don't do those beta chump things. I'm alpha because I only bang nines and tens, bro. You know, you have to look at that kind of shit and go, okay, this guy's not trying to attract women. He's actually trying to attract other dudes. Well, again, we go back to who's buying. Do these motherfuckers know to even look for that? Like, oh, God. Looking at? No, you know, I'm glad you brought that up, Joe. Oh, my God. Anyone Bull Rush knows, he's a guy that knows. I know Nick, if he's still around or not, he knows. And it and it's something that just comes, Joe, I know you know. Since you just brought it up, I know you know. Um, when it comes to enthusiastic women, you will know. The very first time it happens, <laughs> it opens no up. On the table. Yeah, you're going to be like, holy fuck. And if you're not used to it, which, you know, if you don't have a lot of experience, you're not going to be used to it. It can be almost intimidating. You're just like, holy shit. Because a woman that's enthusiastic, you don't need to be Rico Suave. Your game doesn't need to be on point and tight. You can actually fuck some shit up and she'll let it slide. Because she wants you to succeed. She wants you and so whatever you say, there's not going to be shit tests and all this other bullshit. She's going to be down for whatever it is you want to do. She's going to be down to go here. She's going to be down to come to your house and fuck you on site. All of those kind of things are going to happen. And the thing is, while every woman is a little different based on their age, their geographic location, their culture, their society, their own personal life experiences, that enthusiasm, in my opinion, is kind of universal because I've I've seen it multiple times. And the thing is, when you've had it once or twice, you know, number one, that there are other women out there that are going to be as enthusiastic, maybe even more than this girl was. And you learn to see the signs. And for me, when I go and, you know, I'm going out to pick up women, you know, I'm looking for a lay or whatever it is I'm looking for. That's what I look for. I don't look for just the hottest chick in the room. I look for the girl who's can't take her eyes off. I look for the girl that when I walk up, she immediately looks down and starts giggling and doing stupid shit. She has this nervous energy that it's like, oh, this girl's into me. That's, that's my nine or 10 right there. Even though physically, maybe she's not, maybe she is seriously like is a five, but she is so into me that it's like, man, I could say anything I want. And this girl doesn't give a fuck. She just wants to be around me. She wants to be with me. She wants me up inside her. And so that's the girl I'm going to focus on, not the hottest girl in the club or in the bar because all the other guys want her. She's, in fact, if anything, she's here for the attention. She's not here to go home with somebody. Look, she's in court. You can already see the guys walk up, chop, 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 turn around and walk away. Guy mm-hmm. walks up, chop, 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 buys her a drink, turns around, walks away. Like a fucking, I don't know what you call that. Just a line of men back and forth. Yeah. Well, and, and, and like I said, to me, it's they're holding court. Yeah. It's the queen holding court. She goes in with a couple of girlfriends, or if she's real brazen, she'll go in by herself. Very rare, but I've encountered it. But 
she always sends the dudes packing or she'll give you just enough attention to keep you orbiting. Okay, But she always goes home with the girlfriends or she goes home alone. She's not there to get laid because if she is there to get laid, she will make that known. She'll she'll sit by herself. She'll she'll separate from her girls. She'll actually fucking look at you. Yeah, she'll look at you. She'll she'll want she will make it easy for you to approach her. And it won't matter what you say as long as you don't come off too weird. You know, you don't start talking about, well, hey, have you heard of Einstein and his law of relativity? You know, yeah. you don't do something stupid. But if even if all you do is you just walk up and go, hey, you look good. What's your name? Boom, you're in. Because she already made up her mind as far as that went. And all you got to do is keep your mouth shut. Don't fuck up. Pretty much. All you got to do is show that you're not a fucking weirdo rapist uh, serial killer. Yeah, that you're not going to bury her in a shallow grave. There you go. Yeah. That and seems I, to be the, the thing that I've noticed that women, that have, they, uh, they want to make sure you're not going to kill them and that you're not just a total creep. A degree of social intelligence that you have somewhat, uh, some, you're somewhat charismatic that you look like later on, you could lay pipe on her real good or good yeah. enough. Yeah, good enough. That's all it has to be. Just good enough. And, then, what, and here's the thing, going back to the enthusiastic and bull rush beat me to it. Well, not really because, well, yeah. Two points. You start dealing with these enthusiastic women, you're gonna get fucked like you've never been fucked. And you, you'll know it, believe me, you'll know the first time it happened. Like, whoa, is that what enthusiasm looks like? You may even second guess it and thinking this bitch is a freak nympho. No, she's not. She's just enthusiastic. Or you, or you think she's a whore. Yeah. Oh, she's a whore. And it's like, who cares? Seriously, I, that never even crosses my mind. I don't give a shit about her past. I don't care about that. Yeah. But, um, and then another thing is, like once you get a taste of that, you're not gonna settle for less. Nope. I don't care how pretty she is. No piece of fucking arm candy is gonna be as interesting or desirable if she's just a fucking dead fish or like if you already know by what she's doing. <laughs> so should I show a picture of my shit? <laughs> dude, <No>. yeah, dude, <laughs> all right. That's the way to all women's hearts and pussy. You gotta show her your shed pics. You shed with the uh, chains and stuff like that. Yeah, show her that shed. Show her the dungeon shed. But then, uh, like, you know, I'll, I'll never be able to go back to that. I'll, I'll never be able to. Like, Why would can't... you want to? And you don't. And I won't. Yeah. That's it. And anybody who gets a taste of that. Some guys get a taste of it and freak the fuck out. Well, I know the first happen. time I did, but at the same time, while I freaked out, I, I was able to fumble and recover the ball and keep going. Because that's just my nature, I guess. It's like, oh wow, oh nope, run with that, go. Yeah. And and but when you when you've had it once, and I don't care what it is, whether it's her enthusiasm, she could be younger than you by a lot, whatever it may be. If you've done it once, you can do it again. You can replicate it, or you can find the signs. Like the enthusiastic girl. Like I said, I can walk into a bar and it doesn't mean I'm automatically going home with some girl, but I do know the girls that look at me enthusiastically versus the girls who either I'm in, they're indifferent. They just, eh, here's another dude. Or the girls that literally look right through me. That they're, they're, you know, I am not on their radar whatsoever. And that's okay because they all have their tastes and their types and their likes and whatever. And I may not fit that, and that's okay. If anything, they're weeding themselves out for me. They're they're doing all the heavy lifting. I'm looking for 
that one or two girls that cannot take their eyes off of me. And those are the girls that I'm going to go talk to right off the bat. Those are the girls that I'm going to focus the most amount of my attention to because they're already doing the heavy lifting where the girls that are either the ones that aren't even looking at me and will not look at me. It's like, yeah, I'm not even going to bother. They, they've already told me no, just yeah. in their body language. Right. They've already told me no. And there's a couple, well, she kind of keeps looking over a little bit, but she's also eyeballing that guy and that guy, whatever. Yeah, I might get around to her, maybe, depending on how these other ones work out. But, you know, at the same time, she's low on the priority list because she's already got her eyes on other shit, too. And so, fuck it. Once you've seen what enthusiasm looks like, you, you'll never forget it and you cannot look away from it. If you do, you're doing it at your own peril. And that makes me ask, do you really want to get laid? Do you really want to have some form of relationship with this woman or not? Or any woman? Or are you here for the ego investment? Are you here to show off to the guys that I'm the alpha male in the room type of thing? You know, it is like what Red said earlier. Are you are you here to basically get validation from other men? And and I've I've done that when I was younger. That it wasn't about actually getting laid. It was about I'm the man in the room. And it was like, wow, that was fucking stupid. You know, it's like, man, I had I, there was all kinds of pussy on the table that I turned away from because I was more concerned about my image to other guys than I was about getting laid. And then when I realized, no, I'm, I'm here to get laid, man. I'm here to have some form of relationship on some level with these women. Then I didn't give a fuck about what other guys looked like or what they were doing or not doing. They were just there. They weren't even obstacles. They're just there. They're part of the background. And, and it's like, oh, and, and it was literally like a spotlight going on onto the, you know, this, oh, there's a girl over here. There's one over there. And the spotlight's on them because they're putting the spotlight on me. And okay, that's who I'm going to go in and, and approach. That's who I'm going to go talk to. Because the idea that I'm going to fuck it up is very remote at this point that I can kind of say whatever. And I can relax. I can, I, I don't have to be Mr. Rico Suave, the, the most interesting man in the world kind of thing. I don't have to put on a fucking show. And, and it's always worked out for me, you know? So yeah, guys. Well, and then, so we're having this conversation and we're talking about our experience and uh, the enthusiastic women. Like how many guys know, how many guys know this shit? Understand it, have experienced it. You know what I mean? I think very few. That's the thing that I think it was Chest Rockwell again who said something along the lines of seek out guys who actually fuck and follow them. Yeah. Now I'm paraphrasing him, but I know the whole term about, you know, guys who fuck. That that's a quote. And and he's not wrong because the thing I've realized when I when I thought about it the way he put it, I realized whether they are married guys or they're guys in LTRs, you know, a lot of guys will dismiss, you know, the married man or the LTR guy. Oh, well, what does he know? You know, he's been with the same woman for 20 fucking years. What does he I think, know? I think that's fucking easy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's he's doing it on hard mode because he's trying to yeah. he's trying to work a woman that knows all of his bullshit and he knows all of hers, you know, so it's. It's, it's not hard to attract a strange woman. It's hard to keep them around after a while, if that's your plan. And that's one of the things I see from a lot of guys 
it seems like there's no middle ground, at least from my my observation. I see guys that either just want to bang and throw away. That I just I want to they want to have a string of one night stands, which nothing wrong with that. But that's all they want to do. It's catch and release, purely nothing but. And then I I see these other guys that are the complete opposite. They want to go from I just met the girl, now I want to marry her and keep her forever. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like okay, number one, what happened to somewhere in the middle where right. you're not getting married? Yeah, you're not getting married. You're not even de- even necessarily looking for an LTR. You're just looking that. Hey, you know what? I I like fucking this girl. She actually does a pretty good job. She's enthusiastic. She brings out the best in me. She brings out my animal instinct. I bring out hers. Let's kind of just see where this goes. Because you know what? It's definitely nice when when you've got a woman that, you, you know, she's reliable, that you know that, hey, I can go see her for sure. And I'm getting late, you know, but I see a lot of these guys that they're one extreme or the other. It's either I got to throw them away as soon as I'm done or it's I, I'm not even going to fuck them, but I want to marry them. And, and, you know, that which brings up a whole nother topic for another time, the whole why even bother getting married. But I still see that. And it's like, wow, guys, what happened to what happened to dating? You know, what happened yeah. to just, you know, you're there. You don't put a uh, a term on what it is you're doing. She's not just a one night stand, but she's not necessarily what you consider, I guess, wife material. Because ideally, in my book, why are you even looking for a wife? You know, why not just date and enjoy it? Yeah. What what happened to you know date? Kind of get the feel of things, let shit unfold, see how you vibe. Does it stick? Is it consistent? You know, and if so happens, you can fucking, after a certain amount of time goes by and you still like to see that person, I think maybe you have that talk if she brings it up. Yeah, if she brings it up, yeah, you have that talk. You know, and you know, Tempest brought up a good point here um, because I've, I've been Tempest, I've been there. That this was me right here. His his sentence was me in college. Okay, I used to care so much about what other people would think, especially in high school and university, that I missed so many opportunities for a good time. Same here. Okay, I did the same thing. I was more worried about what my friends would think if they saw me with this girl or that girl or the other girl. That oh, God, my friends will think I'm an absolute loser or something because I'm not banging nines and tens. And there was so much pussy that I pushed aside because I was worried about what other people thought. And when I gave that up, because dudes, guys, if there's anything you take from this episode today, the one thing I want you to take, Joe may have something else. I hope he does. But my takeaway point, I'm going to give it to you right now. And that is, it's your life. You you get to live it 24-7. You are you. It's your life. You decide what do you want. And that to me should be the theme of 2021. It's not about, well, you need to do cold showers and drink black coffee and sun your asshole and do a thousand knuckle push-ups. And, oh, I'm going to go out and approach 300 women and I'm going to hit the gym heavy every day all the time. My question is to what end? Okay. What do you want? I can't tell you what to want. What I want is going to be completely different from anyone in the chat, anyone who watches the replay. It's going to be different than what Joe wants. Okay. So you have to decide for yourself because it's your life. What do you want? I mean, do you want to be a player? Okay, cool. 
There are steps that you're going to have to take to get there. Do you want to be a family man and have children and even get married, even knowing the, the risks involved with that? If that's what you want to do, fine. But you have to answer that question first before you decide to start crushing it at the gym and and, you know, I got to change up my wardrobe and get a haircut and get a real job and all that other bullshit. What do you want? And then realize where it is your life and you're the only one that gets to live it. I don't get to live it. Joe doesn't get to live it. Nobody in the chat lives it. Your fucking family doesn't live it. You're going to have to do what works for you and realize that, yeah, people are going to disagree with you. People are going to judge you. They did me. They, my dad to this day still thinks I'm a nut job. That's okay. I don't care what he thinks about how I'm living because I'm good with what I'm doing for me. But you guys have to figure that one out for yourselves. So that's what it kind of comes down to. Exactly. The, my friends weren't getting nines and tens either. So who the fuck cares? But that's the thing. You know, everybody fucking worries way too much about what other people think. And when you can get to that point that you're never going to fully, totally cut that off. Even I still care to a degree what people think. Okay, Even at almost 49 fucking years old, I still care to a degree. Okay, that I think that's normal. I think that's part of the human condition. That's part of being us. But you do get to a point where one, you can kind of keep it in check and you can realize what it is for what it is. And you can realize that you can kind of go, well, I still got to do what I got to do. And I... I while I care, I don't care. And you put that don't care part ahead. That I'm going to do it anyway. Even though my dad thinks I'm a nut job. Even though Joe might think I'm fucking crazy. Or Bullrush thinks I'm insane. I, I don't care. These guys, they're not me. They don't, they're not me. They don't live in my house. They're doing whatever they're doing. And I, I and to be honest, I don't give a fuck what Joe does. As long as Joe's doing what Joe wants to do and he's happy doing it and his life is better for it, more power to Joe. Same with Bullrush. Same with anybody in the chat. I don't give a fuck what you guys do. It's your life. So figure out, and the earlier you figure that out, the better off I think you are. The more ahead of the curve you're going to be because you know what you want. But you have to say, what do I want? And then ask, to what end? Okay, you know, guys talk about stacking cash, man. I'm out here getting Bitcoin and I'm doing this and I'm doing that and I'm stacking cash. Now, to what end? Having a ton of money is not going to get rid of your problems. It will get rid of the problems you have that you did, you know, your current problems. Well, I need money to pay the fucking mortgage or to buy the house or to pay the rent. That's my problem. Yes, X amount of dollars will take care of that. But you're going to have a whole new set of problems. I promise you, the guys that are wealthy, that have all kinds of money, they are not problem free. They have their own set of problems that they have to deal with. They have their own fucking headaches. So money is not going to get rid of your problems, okay? Because some guys, I think they think they will, you know, that, oh yeah, if I have a million dollars or $10 million, I'm not going to have any problems. Bullshit. You're still going to have problems. You're just going to have a different set of problems compared to a guy that's got $1,000 or even a guy that's got $10 in his pocket. You're going to have a different set, but you're still going to have problems. So money is not going to get rid of your problems, okay? So if you want to stack cash, great. To what end? Why? Why do you want to do that? Same with, well, I want to bang a 1,000 women, which I, I'm okay with that one, but to what end? What are you looking for out of that? Are you just looking for the the... 
the ego boost that I banged a thousand chicks? Or is it because I like a lot of variety and I know I, I just, I know I can't be tied down to one woman. You have to figure that out for you. Whatever it is, there's not a wrong answer, but you have to figure it out. And that's why I say, you know, to me, if, if there's going to be a, while some guys are talking about passion, you know, I know me and Chester goofing on that one. Bull Rush was about ready to quit Twitter because of us. I know this. Uh, besides that, and I'm making fun of the whole crushing it thing. You know, guys are already crushing it, man. I'm crushing 2021. It's only day three and I'm crushing it. And I'm thinking to what end? What is your goal? What do you want out of this? What, what do you want to do? Why are you doing it? And so if, you know, like going to the gym, if it's not just for health, you know, which that's a great reason in and of itself. But at the same time, you're not going to live forever. And if you're going to be in fear and not do anything and be the little hermit on the hill, if that's really what you want, fine, then God bless, go do that. But otherwise, why are you trying to extend your lifespan? Okay, why, why be miserable and not take risks knowing that, yeah, I'm going to live to be 100. Yeah, but you never really lived. You lived to be a hundred and you fell out of bed one day and you broke your neck and that's how you died. Okay. Versus me that, Hey, I may not live to see fucking 50 because I smoke cigars. I drink quite a bit. I ride motorcycles, but you know what? I'm living the way I want to live. And I would rather die young in that sense. Not that I want to, but I would rather doing the things I enjoy doing than, well, I need to you know, do all these other things to stave off the grim reaper. Why? I might as well enjoy my life. Okay. And that's same with women. I, I guarantee you, there's girls I've banged that Joe, Bullrush, everybody in the chat would be like, Fuck, what were you thinking? I'm thinking she was fucking enthusiastic, motherfuckers. That's what I think. You're not me. You don't live my life, so I don't give a fuck what you think. But I guarantee you, every guy in the chat, Joe himself, he's got his slump buster too. Everybody's got at least one of them. Slave Maybe more. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. So, guys. I'm not ashamed of it. No, and I'm not ashamed of mine either. It's like, it's my life, motherfuckers. It's not yours. You know, I, I have, unlike some guys on Twitter talk about, when it comes to my sexual past in particular, I have zero regrets about the women I've slept with. Not one of them do I regret. It's like, nope, there's women that, yeah, they're catch and release. I, I, they're not something I want long-term. They're not something I even want short-term other than that night, you know? But at the same time, I have no regrets. I learned from that one too, and I had a good time. She just wasn't for me in the longer sense, that's all. But I know more of what I want, and that's, that's on you guys to figure that one out. Because I don't have the answer, only you do. And no other fucking guy on the internet, whether it's on YouTube, Twitter, wherever it is, fucking Facebook, wherever you go, they're going to tell you they have the answer. No, they don't. You're the only one that does. But that is the hardest question you're ever going to ask yourself is what do I want? Oh, yeah. Anything else after that, it's all logistics, man. It really is. It's all, well, okay, now I know what I want. And it changes over time. It really does. But you're going to figure out what you want now. Okay, well, then it's, okay, well, who do I need to talk to? What do I need to learn? Where do I need to go? And then that's where you go, knowing what you want. But until then, fuck it. So. <laughs> yes. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, I don't know that I really have any inspiring messages. Just do what the fuck you feel like doing. Life there you good. go. Do what you want.
and that and it goes back to the whole alpha. If I do this, am I alpha? Do I have frame? You know, is like shut up and just do what the fuck you feel like doing. If you need to, uh, like, who cares? Like, why invest that much attention and energy into it? Just do it. Maybe you don't know if you want to do it. Go fucking do it and see how it works out. Who knows? And will you lose frame? Maybe. Who knows? And but there's so many things I look back on, you know, based on what I thought. The worst thing you could do is let somebody else answer that question, like what it is you want out of life. Is let somebody else answer that question for you. And because if you do, inevitably you're going to wind up unhappy. And you know, there's no amount of uh, satisfaction or anything fulfillment you're going to get out of life by doing somebody else's plan for you. And with that same thing being said, is that you don't have like you doing what you want to do and being criticized for it. Don't try to rub. Look, don't try to rub. I just read the damn <laughs> comment. <laughs> don't try to live based on somebody else's narrative of you because there's always going to be people seeing you change. And like Rob said, his dad like still thinks he's batshit crazy. And mm -hmm. I have these people in my life too. Like you don't fit their narrative anymore. They don't like that. It's not comfortable for them. So that's just them telling you the changes you're making are uncomfortable to me. So what? Doesn't fucking matter. It has no effect on them whatsoever, on their health and well-being. And they're just choosing to be stubborn about accepting that this shit's fucking happening. So ultimately, you're going to wind up suffering, even entertaining. And I'm guilty of this. And I have been in the past of people who, you know, give a shit, who is really supposed to care about your parents and maybe a loved one uh, tells you, tells you about, well, what you're doing is, you know, giving you the their opinion of how it's wrong to do what it is you're doing, and you invest in any type of attention and energy into that, and to believe in that, and causing doubt, and allowing itself doubt to creep in, and it's never fucking failed. Anytime I've entertained somebody else's idea of doing what I'm supposed to be doing differently, or doing something else, down the line, I end up, you know, hating myself for listening, and always going back to what the fuck I was doing to begin with. Happy and being content and fulfilled with that and happy. Because anybody you ask, anybody, you can ask 10 different people, you're gonna get 10 different fucking points of view. And all 10 don't matter. I'm not saying they don't care. I'm not saying they, you know, trying to sabotage you or be malicious, but nobody's gonna nobody can answer that question. Nobody can tell you what that is for you. That's some that's your that's a fucking inside job. And I find for me personally. When I'm do when I do what it is that I feel like fucking doing, that's when I get the best results all the way around. So do what the fuck you feel like doing. There you have. I love it. it. You're a man after my own philosophy and my own heart, because that's that's been the that's the one thing I've learned, especially in the last decade, is do what you want, do what you're gonna do. You'll find that you're gonna get people that don't like it. Fuck it. Who cares? Because at the end, it doesn't matter. Well, and I'm not saying you can't go to other people who have experience in what it is you're looking to do and, you know, avoid some of the pitfalls and become more efficient at it, like dating. Like if you're fucking lost and clueless with dating, yeah, go find somebody who can maybe uh, help you with that. Don't just go to anybody who you see on the internet. But then, quote from the show, masturbating to problems. <laughs> When you walk off the beaten path, expect to get flat from those still on it. Almost everything I've done the last few years, I got shit for. 
Yep. Absolutely. And that's, but uh, that's, that's also a testament. Like I, I've learned that's a testament to how good you're going to be doing and how jealous people get when they see you actually doing what they're not willing to do. So criticize it. But, um, and I'm not saying you can't use other people to help further your cause and become more efficient, whatever the fuck it is you want to do. But uh, you just don't, would you make you the one that makes that decision? And just like, uh, hey man, what's up? Like if you want to get physically fit for whatever reason, I like to stay, uh, I stay involved. I mean, I don't look great right now going through all this shit, but. <laughs> you um, look better than me, but I'm okay with how I look too. So. But I like staying sexy. I like staying strong. And then I like, uh, there's a huge mental aspect for me to go in and just fucking grind. It's a happy place for me. I don't know. I can't explain it. It just works. So I do it unapologetically. Just about every chick at some point that I uh, am involved with for any amount of time will always say, at some point, address my the way I work out. Well, you always work out. You could be moving it around to do this or see me more. Like, nope, not fucking happening. You're not worth my sanity. It's that simple. And that's just the way I stay fucking even keel. I'm an aggressive motherfucker, and I need somewhere to release my aggression. And that's where I get to do it. And I'm a better person for it. And I'm a better person on this planet for everybody else for it too. And <laughs> you're like animal mother. You're a you're a fine human being as long as someone's throwing grenades at you. <laughs> right. And so, and then the byproduct is I get to be sexy. Good for yep. me. Yep. And then, but that's my decision. I'm not doing that because some guru said get jacked and you know whatever they fucking say. You know the same bullshit. That's not why I do it. And then there's been, there was a, in the past, there was a time when I did put the work that made it less of a priority to pay more attention to the fucking chick. And guess what? I got out of shape and she left. <laughs> so I should have stayed with the fuck I was doing to begin with. And that's why I don't deviate from what it is I know that I should be doing and what I like doing. No matter what you do, you can do everything these fucking people ask or everything that these that's expected of you. Motherfuckers are still going to bitch about what you're not doing. So just do what the fuck you feel like doing. Check your fucking own boxes. Don't worry about everybody else's checklist of you. I promise you, your life, your quality of life will improve tenfold. And that shit will show up in every area of your life as well. Not just with women. Oh, There's one thing a woman, is nothing a woman loves more than a man she can't fucking control. And has got his mind made up. Was there something specific that happened that made you stop giving your fucks away? Bullrush is asking you directly. Yeah, yeah. It's not one particular thing, but a series of through my life. You know, I, I grew up. I grew up poor, raised by a single mom. Bad shit, crazy. I love you, mom. And <laughs> hi, mom. <laughs> Bless her heart. I was a fucking terror to raise. I'm telling you now. But that is what it is. And like uh, my parents divorced when I was 10 and I was just a fucking feral kid. You know, I was wild. We ain't even going to get into all that. So, you know, entering into adulthood, you know, I went on my own when I was 16, quit school in eighth grade, you know, and I had it all figured out. And, you know, at that age. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, you knew it all. I, I oh, did, yeah. So did I. I knew it all, too. <laughs> When reasonable people would approach me with reasonable shit, I'm like, nah, that's not going to be an issue for me. Not me. 
I'm the fucking exception. Didn't you know that? Anyway. Yeah, I'm exempt. <laughs> yeah, shit don't apply to me. I'm a millionaire already. You just don't know it. <laughs> um, yeah. So, oh, that's so true. Fuck. It, it is. Fuck. It's, it's funny now. <laughs> Well, I'm a millionaire, and you motherfuckers need to recognize it. Yeah. <laughs> I got three different people's couches I sleep on. I got options. <laughs> I got it made. Oh, couch surfing for the win. Yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> so then they come to a point in life when I realized, I remember one night, I was homeless, dude, literally. Like, I'm not just saying, like, I was homeless. I was homeless. I lived homeless for a while. You were outdoors. Yeah. yeah. And um, me and this dude I knew from the hood, we got into a fight with a couple of guys. We were shit-faced drunk. And we got into a fight with, like, three dudes. It was two against three. Ultimately, we came out on top, but it was on concrete. I got all scraped up. And uh, we used to go by this park. And they had this place we called the Witch's Hat. It was just the shitters and the equipment room for the park. It was, it was a shape, and then the roof went through a point like a fucking witch's yeah, hat. Like a witch's hat. Yeah, all right. So we find some shit to lay on on the ground, and we're walking. Yeah, I was camping. I'm an outdoorsman. <laughs> avid outdoorsman. <laughs> you are an avid long-term camping outdoor enthusiast. Yes, and I was crushing it. You're crushing the outdoor <laughs> camping. <laughs> to the fullest. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we fucking two bums getting settled in and here comes the fucking cops. Ah, shit. We couldn't run. There was nowhere to run. And we really didn't have nothing to run about anyway. It was just, it was like four in the morning. So the cops walk up, you know, we're beaten. Like my clothes are torn, my knees are scraped up. The cops like, why? Well, I could see who was been on their knees and who was doing the sucking and stuff like that. Just fucking with us bad. And they're like, y'all gotta get the fuck out of here. People complaining. Like, yeah, whatever. Fuck. Let's go. And um, OG back rooms. <laughs> yeah. Except I, instead of eating bugs, I'd eat stolen gas station beef jerky. And uh, we um, we get to walking, and I'm walking. I'm thinking, I'm like, dude, I'm done with this shit. It's like, what do you mean? I'm like, what do you what do you mean? What do I mean? Are you okay with this? Like, I'm not okay with this anymore. This shit's old. Like, I feel like a fucking loser. I'm out. Like, what's so bad about it? I'm like, look, motherfucker, you live with your parents. You get locked out the house at 2 a.m. You can still, you can go eat breakfast at fucking 7 a.m. when your mom opens the door. I got nothing. I got nowhere to go. Nothing, you know, nothing to show for anything. And um, I don't know, at that point, it kind of turned that, you know, there's some shit I got to do differently. So as I started moving away from that kind of shit and... Would you believe I gotten laid through all that? A good amount, too. And through that, like moving, changing that trajectory, I started obviously seeking advice and help and direction as to what a complete man should be, like what a successful person should be. And it was a typical shit, you know, uh, and I, I was limited in what I had. You know, at the time, there was no internet, so I didn't have gurus. I was like neighborhood people or family friends that, I was still in touch with him there. So I only had to go by with what they had to offer. And that was a lot of basic fucking shit. And I was getting takes of what these people did with they with their view of success and 
you know, being being a man or whatever it should be. So it wasn't. And then I also had these, these internal fucking wants and ideas that I'd always put on the back burner because I didn't trust them because of who I'd become. So I'm thinking I really can't be trusting what it is I'm thinking I want to do. So I have to seek direction and advice. So I did that. And look, I got some good fucking heartfelt love from people going through that. And oh, every one of them, bacon. I fucked, I slept. Simple as that. <laughs> and ate. Oh, dude, what what are you saying? Are you saying that money is not the way to the girls? Oh. No. And that's when you walked away, I made the comment. Like, I, I got laid through all this still pretty frequently. And anyway, uh, so I followed the fucking, whatever you call that thing, blueprint for success for the modern man and, you know, do this, A, B, C, D, you know, go get the job, go get the this, go get the that, go get the car, the family. The, and it was just still something that wasn't right. Even though I did, I, you know, obviously I fucking turned my life around a complete 180. And within years I've had, I had, uh, I started making good. I started, I had a six figure job, a nice house, nice cars in the driveway, the kid in private school, the wife and all that. I mean, the marriage was fucking dysfunctional, obviously. But, um, but it just isn't, I just, I was going through the motions for a long time going through the motions and then that's when I started kind of paying attention to what was going on with me like why is it I had these questions like I know there's more to it than this I know I wasn't put on this fucking earth to put one foot in front of the other you know I'd quit doing everything I enjoyed doing hunting fishing and you know hanging with the fellows and all that I kind of threw my whole group of friends away and then you gotta pardon my pauses I got fucking ADD if something pops up I gotta read it <laughs> we need you to close that tab. Yeah, I can close it. Can I? <laughs> you, know? you can't close the one that you're on with me, but you can put oh, okay. up like a private comments or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, want to yeah. OCD, whatever. Either way, it's the same thing. Yeah, I will shut. I will completely fucking stop doing what I'm doing. Anyway, uh, I guess let me shorten the story up and just say when shit would come to mind, I would start doing it, and then. Lo and behold, I started getting satisfaction out of the things I did in life. And then, so the more people said, like, no, you should be doing that. You should be doing this. I would look at their life. I'm like, why? I don't want to end up like you. So why the fuck would I listen to anything they have to say? And, and there would be times when I would say, you know what? Maybe they're right because that self-doubt would start creeping back in because this person had a certain, that I held them at a certain uh, status that I would say, well, maybe they are right. Maybe I am doing this wrong. Maybe they're right. So I'd fucking do it inevitably. No, it wasn't the wrong thing. It was that thing. It wasn't wrong for me. It was right for them, but it wasn't right for me. And I'd gone away from what I believe to be true that completes my life. Whatever the fuck how you want to word it. Whatever fulfills me. That's when the F started to fucking die off. Like, they don't approve of me at work talking about banging a 25-year-old. Oh, well. Fuck you. Then go in the other room. And I, I mean, I had this one guy who's married a fucking pig and uh he's like you you date somebody that young i said date her you ought to see what i did to her last night and like oh man i got a daughter this age and i'm like mm, like i raised my eyebrow <laughs> and he's like <laughs> 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 it just out of respect for the guy in front of a crowd of people i didn't say yeah can i have a number 
Yeah, and, can I show me a picture of her? Honestly, is she hot? <laughs> I just raised my eyebrow and shut the fuck up. But he knew what I was getting at. Oh yeah. And, but then, and of course, the, the women there, like, oh, men like you are disgusting. I'm like, no, you're the disgusting one. That's why I wouldn't date you. That's why I'm banging 25-year-olds instead of women like you. And so I just quit giving fucks because every time I give a fuck, it does it does nothing but cause a negative effect. There's, it's just like weight, extra weight I don't want to need in life. There's really no reason to have fucks to give. The things I give a fuck about are the things that on the directly affect me that are in direct proportion to my quality of life and my well-being mm -hmm. these are the things that i give fucks about and i think you can allude to richard cooper with this one this is his big thing as you know uh there's a limited amount of fucks you have in this life now what do you want to spend them on yep. an eight who's indifferent or a five who's enthusiastic a fucking yep. job a job where you do well financially, but you fucking hate being there every day. And that's a one third of your life is at your job, if not more, because I worked a lot. Same here. So I'd say it's it's not quite half, but it's more than a third. Yeah. And then, or would you rather do something you fucking love to do that just fulfills you? Like you feel like purposeful, like you're making a difference. You make a little less, but you have more freedom, more time. You meet better people and you feel better about yourself, you know? Give a fuck about how you feel physically. You see, I had my comments off, but it popped up on here, and I gotta read it. Well, because I threw it up there. Yeah, that's fine. I'm feeding your OCD. <laughs> Thank you, because I keep looking to the right, waiting for something. Yeah, you're good. But uh, anyway, I'm keeping you on track. Trust me. If there's anything that needs to be addressed, that's for you specifically, I'm gonna put it up there. You're not gonna miss nothing. Trust good. me. Anyway, and that, and then also, let me tell you something about this with women as it applies to not giving fucks. When I first started learning game and shit, I was never bad with women. I was bad at keeping them because I didn't understand the position of a man's role in a relationship. I bought into the equal and tell her how you feel shit. Yeah, the egalitarian view, like we all yeah. do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God damn it. Now you got me. I got to... You know, I might, have, I might have to, well, not only relight, I think I need to get a new one. Mine's about down to a stub. Damn. Keep talking. I'm going to go grab another one. So keep talking. I'm going to wait. Well, then you know what? You can turn the uh, your comments back on and address some of the guys in the chat. I'll be right back. I'm going to grab another one, though. Yes. All right. Yeah, that's not the first time I've heard that, Bull Rush. Kratos. Is that how you say it? I don't even know who that is. I think somebody showed me a picture. Isn't that a uh, video game? Kratos or Kratos. Oh no, it was at Jiu-Jitsu and some chick joined. And uh, at the end of the class, she's like, oh my God, you look like Kratos. And my son, him and I do Jiu-Jitsu together. And uh, they had a picture of him and his son together. And, you know, we look similar, I guess. But thank you. I think the dude's a fucking beast looking guy. I can live with that. I wouldn't want to look like the little elf shooting the bow and arrow. <clears throat> oh, you're back. Yeah. Yeah. So, Japanese jiu-jitsu, Minami Ru, traditional jiu-jitsu. He's a ball-headed demigod with blades of rage. What? There we go. We might be related. I do consider myself somewhat of a demigod. Well, why shouldn't we all? I don't know, but I mean, is there somebody who crushes it as passionately as I do? <laughs> I don't see how you can make an argument about that. 
So, so anyway, having no fucks to give is that applies to women. Six years ago, I learned game. Not that I had like, not that I was a sloppy fucking dude. I could always approach checks. I could get laid. There was no problem. And yes, Louisiana, born and raised, baby, New Orleans. It's actually a little suburb of New Orleans. But we're not gonna get it. Yeah, it's close enough. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I used to think that you had to be polite. You couldn't say all the dirty things that were going on in your head, and. It would just be ungentlemanly of me to tell her, yes, I want to fuck you in the backseat of my truck after we finish our appetizer. So, you know, I'm on a date with this fine motherfucker. And I had like something going through my head and she wore this low cut too. She's sexy as fuck. She used to be a model. She was in like videos and shit. Nice. She came out from New York and we hit it off kind of quick. And, uh, so we're sitting down eating. She had this tight ass fucking dress, ass and tits for days. And I'm chilling, eating my appetizer. She's leaning like this a little bit, listening to me talk. And I'm looking right at her tits. She's like, are you staring at my titties? I said, well, yeah, why else would you wear that dress? She goes, she leans in, she dips her straw and pulls it out of her mouth. She said, do you wanna fuck me later? And I said, of course. And I just kept eating. She's like, mm, I love a man who knows what he wants and ain't afraid to say it. And in my head, I'm thinking, holy fucking shit. That just worked. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but I didn't flinch. And so, and that's kind of when I started applying that to all women. Like, I walk up to a fucking chick at the grocery store. And I tell her, look, I just had to come see a better shot of that ass. What's your name? She'll, like, she'll look at me at first like, and then tell me her name. So it's, I, I don't really give a fuck about the response I'm going to get. I'm going over there to fucking get a better look at that ass and tell her I think so. Hopefully we got a chance of fucking hitting that ass later on down the line. But how am I going to know that? You're not going to know unless you fucking do exactly what you said. You walk up and try. Do I have to tell her? Do I have to lead with the ass? No. No. But I do because that's what I don't give a fuck. I don't care if you respond to that or not. And more than likely, if you're all prudish about it, you're probably not the chick I want to be with anyway. And if you tell me some shit... And I've had this happen and I approached the girl bold. She came back even bolder. And uh, like if she responds to something like, you think it looks good in these, you ought to see what it's gonna look like in your face. You know, something like that. Like, Whoa, yes, you and me are gonna get along great. But, yep. and then as far as other people's opinions of me, having fucks to give about that, it's none of my business what they think. Bingo, yep. It's none of my fucking business. You know, uh, like I said, you're gonna ask 10 different people 10 different things you're gonna get 10 different fucking opinions i mean you're gonna ask 10 different people the same thing you're gonna get 10 different opinions yep and it can all be a fucking they can all be wrong you know uh, but it, the point is it's theirs it's not yours and it doesn't mean it fits on you or applies to you in any kind of way well not only does it not fit you but just because one woman says whatever whether she's a, yeah, a hell yeah or a fuck no, doesn't make her opinion the opinion of all women. That's just her opinion. That's yeah. it. And that ties way back to earlier's conversation about not taking shit personal. Because you're not going to be a fucking 10 in every chick's eyes. You're just not going to be. It's just impossible. Even though you can be as sexy as the fucking moon or uh, sun is bright, which I think I am. You still get told no on occasion, don't you? Fuck yeah. There you go. But I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. You don't focus on the losses, you focus on the wins. No, exactly. And 
I feel I, my personal point of view is when you operate from that, like you really don't lose. Exactly. You either learn or you win. That's how I look at it. Yes. You, you don't exactly. really lose. You just, you learn something. That's it. Yeah. And then, <clears throat> so to answer my long answer, my long-winded answer to the question is, is, did something happen? Yeah, it was just a series of things. And I didn't barely scratch the surface of why I couldn't give fucks. But ultimately, it boils down to the less of a fuck I give. And I do give fucks. And my fucks are very selective these days. My fucks apply to me. What do I give a fuck about? Yep. And how is it in direct proportion to it's just going to improve my situation any? Is it going to add value to my life? Is it going to enhance me in any way, shape, or form? And then that's the shit I focus on. I'm lying. Sometimes I get caught up in the bullshit. But I, I'm aware now that, okay, you're caught up in the bullshit. You waste some time. Yeah, and, but then you have, you know, you have the... the 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 ability and the choice to go do i want to keep doing this or do i want to do something else you know and then you can act accordingly exactly and like to uh bacon's point about a mexican chick telling him she wouldn't date him because he shouldn't find black people attractive and that's another thing i've learned you don't really pay attention to what they say oh no it's what they do no i've had a chick i'll give you a prime fucking example about a year and a half ago, I was on Bumble. I was doing an online dating thing. What? You? The Chad of Chads? You were on online dating? No. Yeah, I did it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It was actually an advice from uh, Jonathan, MLD. And uh, I ain't going to get it all But anyway, so I gave it a shot. And I met this chick on Bumble, uh, like 14 years younger than me. And I line up the fucking date. I go pick her up. We have a pretty good night. I didn't, wasn't the first night late, but by the time we'd finished dinner and all, I was kind of tired. And we actually went back to her place. And one of my things is get a tour of the house. She shows, shows the bedroom. And uh, I'll usually say something about the bedroom we wound up in. That's just how I do it. It's part of it. And by the time we got to the bedroom, I was actually pretty fucking tired. And I had work at like, I had to get up at 2.30 in the morning for work. So, uh, how'd I had to get up early? It was like 10, I don't have to anymore, but um, it was like 10.30 at night. I had a full belly, I was good. And we made it out a little bit, set up a second date, and it was a week to the day. Well, it was like six days later, it was on a Thursday night. Thursday at seven, I remember. And throughout that week, like if I just met a chick and I'm lining up a date, I usually put it out you know, at least five days away, and then I don't contact them in between. I don't make a point I got to me that shows weakness if you got to check in with the chick it, it to me it says you're asking her hey are you still interested that's what it says to me like you look insecure and uh, so Thursday 7 comes Thursday at 7 rolls around I'm dressed I pull up at the house she's washing the car and through the week she had sent me like one little text like one of these emojis oh no she sent LOL yeah it said LOL Couple days later, she sent me like a shake in my head and a, like, what's this emoji? Like, what? Like, what do you, what does this mean? I don't know this language. Please talk to me. Just tell me what the fuck is on your mind. So uh, she's like, so I asked her, like, what is this? She says, you. And then another text that says, nothing. All right, whatever. And I just dismissed it. Went on about my day. So Thursday rolls around, pull up, she's washing the car. God damn it. So, 
I ask her, hey, what are you doing? Seven o'clock, Thursday. It's like, well, I didn't hear from y'all. And that's why we make plans the week before. We know it's Thursday at seven. That's why we make these plans ahead of time. So it doesn't have to be discussed at the last minute. And she's like, well, I don't know if you were standing me up or not. So I told you I was going to be here. So I told you last time I was going to be here, I picked you up. What gave you, what was any indication that I was going to stand you up? She's like, I don't know. So you're older. People in my generation just don't go a week without talking to somebody. So if you wanted to talk to me, why didn't you just call me? So like, well, I text you. I said, you text some ambiguous shit. I don't know what that means. You know, I'm, at the time I was 42. 42 years old. I don't know what the fucking, I don't speak emoji. I don't do the shorthand. You know, I actually just, if I got something to say to somebody, I want to talk to them, I'll talk to them. She's like, well, <clears throat> I didn't know. Uh, you didn't talk to me and this and that. And I'm like, well, whatever. And she's like, well, it'll only take me like a half hour to get ready. So now too late, off is off the table. I'm going to eat. Got my truck and left. I wasn't pissed about it. Like, I smiled. I said, you know, and I even said, you know, we'll try another time. I wasn't waiting 30 minutes. I was starving. And I've wasted 10 minutes fucking discussing it with her. So, lo and behold, a few minutes later, I get the fucking text. The wrong text about it. Uh, maybe I don't understand, but it's not normal to not communicate with somebody for a week, da-da-da-da-da. And like this long fucking, on a cell phone, it filled up the whole screen. <laughs> and my response was, I can't imagine why you're still single. And she fucking lost it. She said, I'm single because of fucking asshole pricks like you, this and this and this. And then, so my answer to her was, LOL. <laughs> <laughs> I LOL'd her back. And uh, I was like, fuck you, you're blocked. Bam, block me. Okay. Last week, or the week before, the week before Christmas, this chick hits me up out of the blue. Like, oh, okay. And this is why I think it's petty to block chicks. Yep. So how are you ever going to get another opportunity? I really wanted to bang. So I get this fucking checked out of the blue. We start fucking talking. And I get right to it. I got to beat around the bush at all. And uh, I just told her, oh, yeah, I'd love to see you again when you're free. And she starts with the little test type things. Uh, Why do you want to see me? Last time didn't go so well. Like, yeah, well, I'm a fucking grown man. I don't hold grudges. Whatever. I sprinkle in some bullshit. Like, the first date had a really good vibe. I like to think that's where we're at, or something like that. Like, oh, so, needless to say, we got we hooked up. And um, why did I start telling you this? What, what point was I trying to make? What were we talking about that led to this story? I have no fucking idea. I, you know, I don't really know either, but I'm okay with it. <laughs> I, because there's still a point here to be made, and that point is, and it's it's you kind of brought it up inadvertently, but I think it's a good point. I see a lot of guys online that, you know, oh, if she doesn't comply immediately or if she does this or she does that block and. Oh, no, I remember why. Okay. Uh, not listening to what a girl says. Mm. And uh, she'd even told me, like, yeah, I want to see you, but nothing's going to happen. I'm not dating anybody. I'm like, yeah, okay. Nothing's going to happen. Yeah, we're not having sex tonight. Oh, when I hear that, it's like music to my ears. <laughs> Tell me again. <laughs> Say it again. Say it <laughs> one more time for the bleachers. Come on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it means it's on. So, yeah. So, uh, but I mean, we talk about giving no Fs and that goes right along with it. Who gives a fuck? 
if she says, we're not sleeping together on a first date. Okay, we'll see. That's my response. I just smile and laugh while smiling. Okay. Yeah. My, mine is typically <laughs> whenever someone says something like, oh, we're not, or we can't, or you shouldn't, or whatever it is, don't. Unless it's a hard no, which then, okay, fine, so be it. But otherwise, for me, my the thought that rolls immediately into my head is, or what? You know, or what? Don't do that, or what? You shouldn't do this, or what? You can't do that, or what? You know, or what? What are you going to do about it? You know, that's kind of my thoughts. It's, and it ties right into, you don't listen to what they say. You listen to what they do. And it ties into where I was going for a second there with, I don't block any woman unless it happens to be literally one of two things. One, it's my ex-wife. I'll block. If I know that's her, yeah, block. Because I don't want to talk to her. Okay. The other one would be, a woman who full-on outright insults and disrespects me. Then, right. yeah, you're blocked. I am done. I have nothing more to say to you. I don't give a shit what you have to say. Okay, if you're going to be insulting or disrespectful, then fuck you. I don't have time for that. But anything else, man, I, I never block a woman because just like you, I've had women that maybe things didn't work out so well you know you went out like you did you went out the first time and hey it was pretty good the second time it fell on its face whatever and i just and i've walked away too but never said anything to burn the bridges because hey unless she's gonna insult or be disrespectful but otherwise i let it go and and you know sometimes i've heard back from them too where out of the blue, a year later or six months later, they're like, hey. And I'm like, what's up? You know, it's to me, it's back on. You know, it's on until it's not. Yeah, and that's that's actually been my experience is down the line, they come back for something. It's always yeah. something. There's, there's all, it's always on until you decide that it's not. You know, you, you as the guy, you get to decide oh no, we're fucking done here, you know? And at that point, then yeah, then you're done. Whether you block, you delete, you do whatever you got to do. But otherwise, it's always off. And that's how I've always looked at women, at least for probably the last 15 years, has been whenever I interact with a woman, and and I am not the morality police, so I'm not going to take a moral stance on anything, Whenever I interact with a woman, unless I'm clearly not attracted to her, then at that point, oh, it's off. I'm just being polite or whatever. But otherwise, it's on in my book. Even, oh, she's married, I don't care, it's on. Doesn't mean it's gonna go anywhere, but it means it's on. I always look at every woman as an opportunity just to see what's up. Whether she's married, she's single, she's otherwise, it doesn't matter. She's the one that I'll know that, ah, you know, nothing's gonna happen we're just fucking around we're just flirting or whatever but it's on i never look at them like oh well no because of this that or the other it's like let her be the one to make up her mind not to fuck you You know to quote rollo you know don't give her reasons not to fuck you let her come up with those on her own yeah you don't need to participate in that yeah let her let her figure out why not to fuck you and maybe it is because she's happily married or she's not interested because you're not black or whatever it is. Let her figure that out. That's yeah, not your that, job. Let that be her determination. Yeah, don't don't make it for her. Don't make her job. Don't do her job for her. You do, you know, you do you 
and let her figure it out. And that's why to me, it's always on. It's well, always on. And I see a lot of guys do this. And you know, the common term of stepping on your own dick, like just a lot of the times, if you have a woman that you've gotten her attention, she's giving you hers, she likes you. At that point, it's just up to you to not derail the fucking interaction, which usually equates to shutting the fuck up. Yep. That's and, usually the best thing you can do is shut your fucking mouth. But um, <clears throat> if there's one thing women like doing more, it's talking about themselves. So you just fucking ask questions and let her talk. And then don't answer questions ambiguously. Don't give fucking direct answers and long-winded explanations. Let her fucking, let her wonder about you. Let her wonder about what you meant by that. It's okay to be ambiguous and mysterious. I get it. And this is another uh, misconception that's fed to you about the, you know, the whole Disney lies about men and women. Yes, it's a fucking superpower. Just shutting the fuck up. Chances are the more you talk, the better chance you have of saying something stupid or unattractive. And if she's fucking tingling, all it takes is one statement or one bad joke or one off-putting thing. She's dried the fuck up. <clears throat> so, yeah, just shut the fuck up. And then she needs to have, like, if, if you want to have that success and you want to get laid and you want this chick to be a regular, she's got to have shit to wonder about in your absence. If you go vomiting your whole fucking life story or every question she asks, you answer precisely and, you know, explain as well as we're trying to explain shit right here. Not only is she bored to death, because she really doesn't really give a fuck. She really doesn't. Not only is she bored to death, she's got nothing to think about. She's got no nothing to go home and think about. Uh, what did he mean by that? What did he, oh, I wonder what he meant by he likes to have fun. Whatever question you answer ambiguously. Before you left, I was talking about, uh, you know, you ask questions, let her talk and answer her questions, you know, sparingly. You know, right. Being, you don't volunteer. Yeah. yeah. You, give her, you give her the baseline answer and let it go. You, you then, redirect uh, it back onto her. You, you you make it about her because that's what women love. And she goes on and she's thinking, oh my God, I talked the whole time and he knows everything about me and all he said was he does this and he does that. It's very vague. And then let them write the fucking romance story. Let them yep. write it. Yep. That's what they want to do. Well, yeah. Here's the thing too, to, to tie into that. There's a lot of dudes on Twitter, and this is another example of guys who don't fuck that I've encountered. They talk about, you got to be the world's most interesting man. No, you don't. You just have to be more interesting than her. That's it. Your life has to be more interesting than her life, which guys, that's fucking easy. Most women haven't got fuck all going on in their lives. No. Okay. They go to work. If they work, they go home, they scroll social media they look at all these other people that have more interesting lives than them because their life consists of work, maybe some family stuff that they do. They, they still are tight with mom and dad or siblings or whatever. And they might have a cat or a dog or two or 10 or 12. That that's what they do, but that is primarily the extent of their lives. I know this because most women I've ever encountered and dated and fucked and whatever else I've done they, they literally had nothing going on other than what I just said. They took care of their cats and their dogs. They might ride a horse occasionally, which is a whole nother animal there when it comes to the woman, not the beast. But 
they don't really have shit going on. And so all you have to do is be more interesting. Your life is more interesting than hers. So, gee, that's not hard for me where I'm primarily a homebody. But hey, I ride motorcycles. I used to be in a motorcycle club. That's always interesting. My job itself in and of itself is not inherently interesting, but it's dangerous. And my prior job, everybody loves talking about money. Well, that's what I dealt with was cash. So talking about my old job, not that it's a panty wetter, but it's interesting. So they always like to hear about, oh, you did that? Wow, what was that like? Well, and I can talk about it briefly with them, but not give too much detail. And it's also how you present it. Hmm? I worked in an oil refinery, but if I told a chick, you know, working in an oil refinery, you know, but if I start explaining part of a process of what it takes to make crude oil and gasoline, it can be somewhat interesting. And it sounds like yeah. I fucking know half a shit about what I'm talking about. And it makes me look smart. And she's looking up to me because I'm smarter than her. And and there's all, it's how you, it's your presentation. Yes. Like uh, reason, one of the things that come up with scheduling dates is videos. Or I want to say content, I have put content out if I would just revamping shit. But saying, no, Tuesday won't work, I have a video. Oh, what do you mean? What kind of video? Uh, I'll tell you about it another time. Let them fucking think about it. Like, is this guy a fucking movie star? And yep. just let him fucking run with it. Let him run with it. Let him be enamored by what you possibly are to them. Oh, it's, yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but well, left. just going off of what you're saying, I'm thinking about it and it's like, I've got a green screen behind me, which obviously you're seeing the background of the capital of Salt Lake City. Okay, a photo I took a while back. That's one of my photos. Okay, I've got photos hanging on my wall that I have framed that I'm very proud of. I, they were great shots. Anytime a woman walks into my house and walks into my living room, the first fucking thing they're going to see is the studio lighting that I've got around me and that big ass green screen behind me. And they're going to see, you know, my computer monitor and my dual monitor set up. And the first thing they're asking is like, wow, what do you do? You know, and I could just be like, oh, you know, I, I shoot videos once in a while and yell on YouTube. I could do that. Or I could just be like, well, I make videos. I'm, I'm a fucking podcaster. And they're like, wow, really? Because they look at the setup and it blows them away because of how large it is in my area. It's you cannot miss it when you see it. And so then I just kind of let it go. And they're the ones that are like, wow, he must be somebody, you know, because he's got this huge fucking setup going on. And, and it's, it's all about presentation, but I don't pack it up and put it away and hide it. Because one, it takes a lot to tear all this shit down only to put it back up again. And I'm like, I don't got time for that. So I just leave it up because I know at some point, whether I'm doing one of my own videos, a live stream like this or somebody else's live stream, I'm going to be in front of my camera at some point. So I just leave everything set up because I got it exactly the way I want it. It, it's, it maximizes everything for me. And so that's, I leave it as is. I'm not going to fucking touch it. I'm leaving it alone. And so when the women come over, it's what they see. And I, I kind of, I'll downplay it a little bit, but I leave that mystery of what do I do actually? And at some point they typically find out. And a lot of times they're lurking in the chat. Rather, they're lurking in this show right now, which one of them may very well be, or it's on Masculine Geek, or it's on uh, Let Them Burn with Nick and Bull, or it's on Red Evening with Jack. 
typically, you know, they're, they're there hanging around, you know, that's what they do. And I'm okay with that. I'm not worried about it. I've told them this is who I am. You know, this is what I do. And so, you know, if that's a problem for you, you don't like what I'm saying, uh, and then I guess that's what it is. You know, blah, blah, blah. Fine. I, I, I got shit to do. But they, they're, they're kind of enamored with it because they're not doing a podcast. They're going out and watching Netflix, as Bull Rush said. You know, that's their hobby is watching Netflix or you know, playing with their dogs or whatever. And the point is that in their eyes, in a lot of ways, my life is way more interesting than theirs. And so when that happens, that I'm now in their eyes, kind of the world's most interesting man, because wow, he's doing this podcast and he's making this video. And you know, one of the girls I'm seeing right now, Teriyaki, she's like, let me guess, you were editing videos. And it's like, yeah, you know, because I like doing more. And so, she's like wow you know you you really got shit going on i mean this girl's got a lot of her own creativity where i was able to kind of jump start her back into that because as a joke on masculine geek we started talking about sock puppets well i mentioned it to her just out of more shits and giggles like it'd be kind of cool to make a sock puppet that kind of looks like me resembles me well she one-upped me and she's making not a not a sock puppet but a fucking foam puppet what? Where it actually kind of looks like me you know and she's turning back to me going you know i haven't done artistry because she can draw she can paint she can do all these things she's like i haven't really felt inspired or wanted to do that and and I never told her like, ah, you should do that or whatever. I'm like, you know, whatever, it's your life. You do what you want to do. But I was like, you know, I don't want to take the time to make a sock puppet. I got shit to do. I just want to create my content. I don't want to have to go out and learn all these other things. And she's like, I'll make your puppet. Oh, okay, cool. So I was over at her place last night and she's got two different variations going on because she's not sure which one she's happy with where I'm like, fuck, I'm good with either one of them. These look great so far. You know, they're still in the proto stage. They're not anywhere close to done yet, but she's all excited because I'm sparking her creativity in her eyes because she's like, wow, you know, other guys have tried to get me to get back into shit and, and it never went anywhere and I'm not trying to get her to do it. She just wants to do and it's a lot of fun because there's there is gonna come a point joe i'm gonna have a fucking puppet that i'm gonna make some video out of and even the guys on masculine geek are like dude you think she'd make a puppet for me i'm like oh, i'm sure if you pay her enough, just about to ask i'm a little jealous now i want a puppet <laughs> <laughs> i'll bet you she'd make you one too and then everyone has you know the we're, we're doing the red pill puppet show <laughs> dude can we edit that and get that out of here so nobody steals our idea? Right? That's right. fucking brilliant. Yeah, Z, but it would be fun, you know? And that's the thing. You, your life doesn't have to be the most interesting life on the planet. You just have to have a more interesting life than hers. You just have and to that have something so that you're interested in. That's interested it. In. That's it. Yes. <laughs> that's right. That's right, Bull Rush. I have my fuck puppet making actual puppets, and you cannot make this up. That's correct. Yeah, and that's it. You just have to have something that you're interested in. And when you puppet right, she'll do that kind of shit. Exactly. They they want to. You know, women, believe it or not, compared to some guys in the manosphere that talk about wham and bad and 
They're all Lilith and destroyers of world. The women I've encountered, they want me to succeed in whatever it is I'm doing. They want, they're, they're my cheerleaders. You know, they're like, yeah, we, they like to support. They really do. They're like, yeah, I want to see you go far. I want to see when, you do whatever it is you're doing. When a woman likes you, she will help you. Mm-hmm. She will help you with her. She'll help you with your shit. She'll help you with anything. Now, you want to dig into why, but does that really matter? Like, no. That's just, that's what you're looking for. That's one of the fucking clear signs that you're doing it right. Yep. Is that they want to support you. Who cares why? Don't overthink this shit, guys. And that's the thing. I think most guys, they get in their heads and they overcomplicate it. They overthink it. And it's like, get out of your head, get back into your body and just roll with it. Who cares why? If it's working, shut the fuck up and let it work. That's all you got to do. Picking that shit apart. Leave it the fuck alone. Yep. Way too many guys, I think, are, are trying to do that. They, It's working out well, and now, well, why? Who cares why? It's working. Leave it alone. Go with it. That's Leave it. That. With that, guys, I need to start wrapping it up. I know Joe's got some shit to do, and I've got shit to do. Uh, a couple of things that I want to bring up that I did see in the chat that I've kind of scrolled back and looked at a few things. Number one, guys. Joe, I'm going to put you on the spot here a little bit. Guys in the chat, how many of you want to see Joe back on the Salt Lake sit-down? Type one in the chat if you want to see Joe back on my show. So that's question number one. I better see eight fucking ones. Yeah, no shit, considering we've got eight guys watching right now. So that's my first question. And then I know Red Crusader brought up uh, having Joe on Let Him Burn. Well, Bullrush is one of the co-hosts as well as I am. Uh, Joe, would you be interested in d- being on a show of Let Them Burn with me and Bullrush and uh, Nick August? Would you be interested in something like that? I'd love to. I'd be honored. Okay. Yes. Then I'm going to hit Nick up because ultimately I'm sure he'll roll with it as well, but it's it's his channel primarily. It's his show primarily. And so I need to throw it across the board to him and see what he thinks. But I have a feeling he'll be fine with it. And if that's the case, we'll, I'll put you in touch with Nick and we'll definitely get you on to let him burn. Because I, I agree with Red. I agree with Bull. I think you would be a fantastic guest on that show as well. So you'd fit right in. You and Nick would... Well, me, you, and Nick, I know we'd be tag teaming off of Bull Rush since he's the pup in the, in the crew. So... <laughs> uh... I love it. And even Bacon fucked it up just to kind of throw a little salt on Bull Rush here. Right here. <laughs> Nick and Bill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it would. You'd be a good fit on Let Them Burn, but I still want to throw it past Nick. He ultimately is kind of the arbiter of that one. But yeah, I think I would love to have you on that show if you want to do it. But uh, guys, I'm seeing a bunch of ones, obviously, in the chat. So I would like to have you back on again, Joe. I think this is a good start. Um, That's totally up to you. And obviously, we'll work out the logistics. Uh, I'm a lot more fluid in my show as far as Sundays are typically my day because I've got all my other bullshit during the week. And uh, this is what works best for me is Sundays. But I'd love to have you back on. Um, while we're here, do you, you know, this is the time you get to pimp your stuff out, your your website, whatever you want to pimp out. By all means, say it, put it out there. Well, first, 
You can follow me on Instagram at Proud Masculine. I think I put it in the chat, but I'll put it again. Yeah, and while I'm at it, I don't know if I made you a moderator or not. So I need to go on to YouTube itself because I know you've you've interacted with the guys a little bit, but I need to see if I have you as a moderator. And if not, I need to make you one so that then when you hyperlink something, it'll show up. So let me go there real quick. I wish I could do that through StreamYard. That's one of the, the downfalls of StreamYard. And then also I offer... <clears throat> Dating, uh, I don't know if I call it coaching, direction, whatever, whether it be approach, relationships, uh, anything to do with dating and picking up. You, know, you can book an appointment with me on my website, proudmasculine.com. I put it in the chat. Okay, you're now a moderator, by the way. You get the monkey wrench just like the other guys that are here. Yeah, I see that. I really don't know what that means. It just means that one, you can kick guys out if it came to that. You could actually, if guys were being douchebags in the chat, you could actually either put them in timeout or you could uh, ban them. Mm -hmm. And it also means that when you put something in the chat that has a hyperlink to it, like a website address, it'll actually put the hyperlink in there. Otherwise, I have to do it or someone who's a moderator would have to do it. So it's just giving you permission to do those kind of things. Right. That's about it. Like I do uh, some basic fitness stuff just to point you in the direction and I can, you know, I have good workouts that I have written out for people anywhere from beginner to advanced, uh, you know, help with that kind of stuff. And it's basically a service based on with the things that I did to make the improvements on my, my quality of life. And that's what I offer to the next guy starting out or whatever situation they're in. <clears throat> and so you can find me on Instagram. You can get in touch with me through Instagram. Or you can go to my website, book the consultations, you know, if that's what you're looking for. And give him a follow on Twitter and whatnot, guys. Joe seriously is, he's he's the real deal, okay? Uh, I, I've been around long enough, and granted, I am not the expert and the authority on everything and all things. But I know real when I see it and when I've dealt with it and I've seen enough bullshit to smell bullshit when I, you know, to know it when I see it, smell it. Joe's the real deal. Okay? Oh, yeah. Whatever not, uh, it may be, he's not LARPing. He's not, he's not here to just try to make a buck. He's the real deal. I'm not so, a fucking guru. No, no. I don't, I don't have gurus on. I don't, I don't want gurus. And so Joe's not a guru. He's just another guy who shit, you know, he sits when he shits. His shit stinks just like everyone else's does. But he's the real deal. He's a genuine real, he's a real man. So follow him, interact with him. He's approachable, all of that. So hit him up. He, he's, I've, I'm definitely glad that he and I met. I have to thank John for that because he didn't do it intentionally, but he was able to kind of, Oh, he brought all of us together and Joe and I have, like I said, we've interacted on and off uh, since we first met on uh, Hot Dude Party. And and I'm glad, you know, I'm grateful for that introduction because I don't know if I would have found Joe. I don't know if he'd have found me because I do know that being a content creator, when you start kind of deciding, okay, I'm going to do this, whatever it is, whether it's workout programs, coaching services, YouTube stuff, blogs, whatever, you get to a point where you don't have a lot of time to like watch other people's stuff because you're focusing on your own stuff. And so I don't know if, if Joe and I would have ever crossed paths if it hadn't have been for John. So for that, I have to thank John for that. Fucking 
shout out to MLD. Yes. Yeah. John's a great guy. You know, I don't agree with everything he says. I don't agree with the way he does everything, but it works for him and God bless him for it. You know, that, that he, part I can find. He's a genuine dude. He's a genuine motherfucker. And he's helped yeah. a lot, a lot of men. Yeah. And that I'll agree with there that, like I said, I don't agree with his approach on everything, but that's okay. It's okay to agree to disagree. You know, everyone is at a different place in their lives and they approach it from a different angle. And John's just doing it the way that works for John. And, but if it wasn't for John, I wouldn't have met some of the guys, Joe being one of them. I would not have met those guys because I wouldn't have even known they existed. You know, and I would say probably the same for Joe. He wouldn't have known if I existed if it hadn't have been for John bringing me on. Oops. For that, I'm glad for John and, and you know, so I can't throw any shade there. This is, this is what it's about, guys. It's no different than when Red Sings the Blues was in. He found me however the hell he found me and brought me onto his show, which I was more than willing to do because I watched a little bit of his content to see what the hell he was about and realized, oh, we're, we're on the same page in a lot of areas. And so you bet I want to go on that way. I get a, you know, a cross sample of his audience. He gets a cross sample of mine and we're all kind of on the same page working towards similar goals. And so in that respect, you know, this is what it's about guys. This is the, the networking and whatever little buzzwords you want to call it. Yeah. But hey, it's guys shooting the shit, having a cigar, having a drink and going, Oh dude, you're not the only one that's not insane. Mm. You know, a lot of guys out there, they're they're fucking out there, man. Dude, let's face it, this community's growing. Yep. Uh, these men are starting to become more and more aware. Well, we have more resources too now. I mean, yes. This ship was hidden in the depths, whereas women had it on the cover of every fucking magazine. How to do this, how to do that, doing this, doing that. Women have had plenty of more resources and help, you know, to tackle the things it is they need to tackle in their lives. Whereas men, we've been told to do our shit like women. And it's, it's very misleading and it's lead, led to a lot of fucking pain and suffering for men. Confusion, all of that, yes. And, and and this is no bullshit, you know, talking about passion. I'm passionate about helping men enter into this space and what it means and what it's done for me and what I've seen it do for countless men. Yep. And, uh, you know, these spaces are growing and I believe it's part of my responsibility to not be the guy who who uses shame tactics and guilt just to get your fucking money out of your pocket. You understand? And I believe it's like up to people like you and me and Jonathan and other authentic people to be there to direct and help and guide. Not because I have a, an idea of what it's supposed to be done. Well, I've read a bunch of books on red pill theory and all that because I lived it. I've done it. I've been through it. And, uh, I know what I'm saying is real, and I'm, I know what I'm saying, what I've done for me anyway, works. And uh, so, yeah. yeah, guys, that's couldn't have said it better. Couldn't have said it better. But so, guys, we're going to take off. Uh, like I said, I, Joe, I'm definitely going to have you back on. Uh, there was enough ones in the chat. And even if they were all like, nah, you know what? Fuck you. It's my show. I'll have sure. on who I want. And I like having Joe on. So I will be offering you, we'll be doing this again. We'll yeah, be talking. So Fuck y'all. <laughs> <laughs> so guys, have a great rest of your Sunday, uh, whatever you got to do. Uh, I know for me, you know, I'll be doing the masculine geek thing on Wednesday. I got Let Them Burn coming up. 
on Thursday, and it will be this channel, my channel. It's my turn again. I got to figure out what the hell I want to talk about, and I, I think I have an idea. But I'll be hosting the Limburn Show on Thursday at, uh, let's see, that'll be 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I have to kind of calculate it in my head because for some reason, everyone seems to understand Eastern Time, but I know like Bullrush doesn't know how to do math. And so trying to put it in my time, it fucks most people up. So 8 p.m. Eastern Standard, uh, my channel, I'll be putting the link up here in a couple of days, that kind of thing. We'll have a discussion there. And till then, guys, do your thing. Don't take any wooden nickels. Keep the fires burning. And ultimately, what do you want? Figure out what it is you want. There's no wrong answer. It's it's all dependent on what it is you're looking for. But figure out what you want before you start crushing it, before you get passionate about whatever it is. Figure out what you want. Okay, guys? So we'll see you all out. And you're right, Bull Rush. Math is hard. God damn it. You're right. It is. So, guys, we'll see you next time. <laughs> Later. <laughs>